It's the Tiltcast episode 468, Glamper. And this week, guys, we talked more Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Camping. Elite Dangerous Odyssey, Camping. The Last Spell, with and Tainted Grail. Stay tuned. Air conditioning. Such a spoiled bitch. Of course I am. Ah. Now, unlike last week, that's not a weak shake. Calm yourself. It's the Tillcast. I'm back. And I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I am missing Rusty. Hey, and it's an M-rated show, and together with the three of us, you're going to get an indeterminate amount of time of bullshit. 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 Some games, some news. Mm. It is Saturday, June 5th at 9.15. it, uh, so PM. it's a, yeah, it's, it's, a little, it's a rusty time show. Oh yeah, that's right. You guys got to do this whole thing early because you know Dave Walkers and whatnot, right? Yeah, something like that. Ah uh, yes, let me tell you about Dave Walkers. Yeah. So uh, Rusty's been gone for a month. Um. Yes, this would be yes about you know, about yes about a month. Yes, we did four episodes without you. Three. Was it three? Three episodes. It feels like, no. No, three episodes. I was on the fourth one. No, three. Told you. Okay. Aha! It just feels like more because the first of those three, I wasn't here either because that's when all the car wreck bullshit happened. Right. Super So it's been four episodes since the three of us have been together. I'm confused. <laughs> that math still does not compute, but okay. I, yeah, I, no, yes, no, yes, no. Four episodes ago, from today, I was here, then was I produced Jason, the episode, and then here? I got... Yes, yeah. he was here. Do we need to replay it? Oh, uh, I'll figure it out later. We were all right. together. Yes. It's Gross. been a long time. It's been a while. Yes, it has. You were gone for three weeks, though, in Michigan, right? Yes, I was gone for three recording sessions. I technically was in the state when you finished the last one. Yeah. But you didn't want to wait. He was just... And then you finished the recording, and then I'm sitting here going at the airport going, he just finished the recording, he's going to come pick me up. I didn't ask, but I kind of figured that you would think that maybe possibly I would need a ride. And then he's like, no, I'm at home sleeping. All right, fine, fucking Uber. <laughs> you are the one who actually originally told me when I asked the I week prior. I didn't figure you would be done with the recording by the time <laughs> I landed. Well, to be honest, even me and Nymph recorded much earlier. The weeks yeah. that you weren't here, we were done about the time we're starting we i were am wrapping so up. fucking sorry that i keep you guys up late at night welcome to the fucking night shift you assholes we're not trying to be negative about it i'll tell you what we're just pointing out that about three weeks worth of fucking being a daywalker i can tell you right now please give me the sweet embrace of night <laughs> <laughs> your, skin, your skin needed the sun's no, kiss no no he did just flip to Daywalker. I went to farmer hours. <laughs> I went fucking full farmer hours. I, Re- in one day, I got off the plane, passed out at about 10 o'clock, woke up at about 5 o'clock, and then started tearing apart a diesel engine. Re- because- Rusty went from nocturnal vampire to full-on country peasant 
in the course of a 24-hour what, period. What time were you waking up? Uh, about five thirty, six o'clock ish, somewhere around there. Yeah, that's still after I wake up. Uh, oh, that's sleeping in for me. Oh, that's terrible. It's basically so flip, the end of my day. <laughs> you flipped to the my schedule, basically. Pretty much, I was up at five thirty. What time were were you going to bed? At about nine, ten o'clock. Sometimes it was. It was. It was a totally opposite of so my you know so you know what me and Jason go through when we stay up till eleven thirty now can recording suck a bag of Johnsons. It was it, <laughs> it wasn't that I couldn't stay up later. It was the fact that um um there wasn't anything to do. Literally nothing. So you might as well sleep. Like literally nothing. The TV went off. The, the internet is shit. Uh, and if I went outside and screamed at the top of my lungs, nobody would care. So does that mean that if you, it was, so, yes, what, how do you even jerk it with your imagination? It didn't happen. Um, <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> You don't, you don't have access to the internet in bumfuck weird. I mean, you could have downloaded animated gifs. I, well, I mean, if I had to, you know, go back to my childhood when dial-up was a thing, and the the image would start at the top of the image and then scroll down over the course of about five minutes, you would get to the oh yeah shot. as it. As it loaded in the interlace format. Yes. And you, and you would just like, you know, like get right to the nipples. By the pixel. Yeah. <laughs> right to the nipples. Uh, basically, the same internet exists up there. And <laughs> and, and, and everything has uh, progressed past that. So now you have to wait the full 10 minutes I, for, the, uh, for the picture to pop You know what? I'm in. actually proud of him, though. He actually didn't break his rule and watch porn on his phone. I mean, you're right. I didn't. Um, how do you know this? <laughs> it's just like you have, I have, you have spyware on your I phone. Have, <laughs> I'm checking right now. Actually, you well, just said you didn't jerk it like, at all. It's not. It's not. You have mail. It's you have spyware. Oh, okay, that's cool. Big um, Brother is watching. Yay! <laughs> that was really creepy of you. You're. Big Jason is watching. Oh my God! Oh, we'll, we'll no. never use that name no. again. I've just known. I've <laughs> just never do it again. Never. I've just known Rusty long enough to know that if he says jerking didn't happen, it, well, I mean that that really means jerking didn't happen. That's not Rusty playing. And on to other things. <laughs> I was I was living in the same under the same roof as my parents. It was already weird enough. <laughs> I mean, um, what did you do when you were a teenager? Um, I mean, they handed you their porn collection. I mean, come on. Wait until they leave. It's a little different when mom never leaves. <laughs> so, back then, she and had a job. <laughs> his mom is a cherub. Um, she, she's like one of the sweetest ladies oh, you hi, will ever Lola. meet. Hi, um, Lola is really in you know is 
really worried it, that I'm going to leave again. It, it's about mounting time. Mm, yes, it, she, it's uh, going to happen she, soon. She kind of came over and said, "It's about time." Oh no, it's, oh, it's no, time. It's time. Uh, okay, yep. see, it's she's time. smiling. Oh, oh you're it's smiling. Time. Oh, yeah. it's time. Oh, you're smiling. Come on up. Come on up. You know it. <laughs> yes. 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 She's a. Uh, she loves me. Oh my God, Lo- Oh my God, right in the mouth. Huh? <laughs> 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 uh, oh, oh, thanks for the French uh, kiss, Lola. That was great. Uh, no, uh, no, you're not done. Okay, well, you you need to get it all out in one shot. Come on. No, all right, fine. Fuck you then. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that got it in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what are you feeding this dog? <laughs> Honestly, basically people food. Okay, well, <laughs> tastes like feet. Um, <laughs> well, as Justin informed me two weeks ago, yeah, she does like... lick his feet. Oh, so that I, makes total when sense. I go, I'm going to never feet, be clean again. When my feet are really hot, <laughs> <laughs> she licks the sweat off my toes. <laughs> <laughs> and like a maker try to stop right but like it just happens she just likes so, to sweat if you listen from to, between my toes if you listen to episode 466 oh god right after the lola mount ends you you hear me almost throw up as i spit into the trash can right behind where rusty's sitting the, this fact was why <laughs> No, funny story. So, you know, Lola's got a fairly sensitive stomach, but she's also kind of a picky eater anymore. She'll eat her kernels sometimes. I give her some pretty decent dog food, right? It's not the stuff you put in the refrigerator, but she also gets, like, really plain human food sometimes. Yeah. So, sometimes when I make an egg, she wants an egg, too. So, I'll scramble an egg with no spices, and then I'll throw it in her bowl and let it cool off while I finish cooking. And then throw some kernels on top of it, and so she gets a scrambled egg. Or earlier this week, I had some chicken thighs that were about freezer burned that I wanted to get rid of. So I threw them in the crock pot while I was working, threw some basmati rice in there with some chicken broth, and just let it slow cook, you know, through the afternoon. And then basically she she had chicken and rice as one of her meals for... All of last week, actually. Yeah, she eats better than me. And then so, it makes the food last longer. And, you know, chicken and rice, like, just had super... to with fucking food foot fungus. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you know, she doesn't <laughs> She doesn't eat bad, and then sometimes she eats plain pork rinds with me. Oh, well, I mean... There's nothing wrong with no, that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just... That's just getting... It's literally just protein. Mm, okay, well, that was a thing that happened. Yeah, she, um, uh... I had the kiddo over last night. And, um, like, she is Lola's favorite person in the entire world, bar none, because the kiddo picked out Lola. Um, she was there when, when she was, you know, being rescued. Mm-hmm. And so, sometimes kid gets really annoyed with Lola, sometimes kid doesn't. But, like, there's been a couple things that happened. She's really missed her. So, in her, in the kiddo's bedroom, um, she's got, like, a shitload of blankets, right? Teenage girl. She's got a shitload of, shitload of blankets and pillows and all that other shit, right? Mm-hmm. Lola goes in there every night and then jumps up on the bed and digs herself into one of the covers and then, like, hides for, like, five minutes or a few minutes and just, like, 
can hear her just like snorting and getting the smells out and everything else. And you're like, okay, I get it, I get it. Still smells like the kid, even though I washed the stuff. All right. And so I finally just grabbed one of the comforters that's in there and just threw it on the couch so that she wouldn't do it as often. I and mean, she fucking loves that comforter right now. Mm -hmm. So she does that. But when the kiddo was over here last night, like they just wanted to dance. So she just picked up both of her paws. They just walked all over the house together. Just like kissing each other, like it was it was ridiculous. Oh, it's it's cute. Yeah. I mean, when I came in today, she was basically doing something very similar. She wanted to make sure that I was not going to be outside of like eye shot of of uh, uh because I was gone for so long. So she just she definitely welcomed me and would not let me go. Well, I was even saying, I think a couple of weeks ago, and Jess is over here, Lola sleeps on top of her, or tries to. Right. So, Jessa will stretch out on the couch, Lola will, like, climb up on top of her legs, and then stretch all the way out, and then pass out. Oh, if that happened with my mom's dog, you'd just die. Um, <laughs> or, when we're actually sleeping, Lola usually just, like, will burrow under one of her covers on the bed, and pass out next to me, and then she, like, leans into me, right? Okay. When Jess is here... Like, we both sleep on her side, so while Jess is on her side, the dog tries to climb up on her hips, and then, like, stretch out and put her face on her shoulder. And Jess is like, alright, this was cute for, like, five minutes, but you gotta get the fuck off. Aww. So, she ends up, like, digging herself a little, like, dog burrito next to, in between both of us. Oh, well, of course. So, I... she's, she's just a fucking ham. She's uh she you know that that's the thing I've I've noticed about uh, uh about that breed of dog actually um they're super super duper lovey uh and not I I don't think they come naturally with a mean bone so uh that is all a learned thing uh the the thing the is the fact that people even like I mean they're stocky dogs right. I understand the logic behind having them as a fighting dog, but the temperament of the dog is like the exact opposite right. of a fighting dog. You, you would have to do something to totally wrong and totally unnatural to get those dogs to be mean. Um, the my my mom's dog is actually a very similar mix to Lola, just um, like four <clears throat> times as big. Lola is one eighth that dog's size. Um, What's your, what's your mom's dog's name? Um, my mom's dog's name is Dallas, and Dallas is the size of Dallas. Everything like about Texas how, is bigger. How big? How heavy is he? She. She. Is tips the scales. She basically is almost as uh, she's huge, almost close to very close to like rideable. Um, I don't know the exact number, but if I had to guess, about 160, 170 pounds. That's gigantic. It's, um, she... That's bigger than a Mastiff. She is as big as a Mastiff and as round as a fucking barrel. And she is as cute as possible. Um, That's but almost she's... four times bigger. <laughs> Lola's only 50 pounds. Yeah, no. And, and almost completely... Well, covers your mother whenever she's yeah, up there. So I, I decided that I was going to take a picture of uh, of the dog's favorite thing to do. And this dog started off life as, you know, a puppy that fit in my hand, right? I had a picture of this dog curled up next to my neck. I remember this dog as a puppy. And 
and then mom mom decided to give it treats um <clears throat> and it grew up so dallas is now uh been trained from puppyhood to be close to a neck like that's her favorite spot uh and the only way that that dog will get that far is to be a lap dog well if you've ever had a mastiff lay on your lap you're you you understand it's, yeah your nuts are squashed you don't have much circulation after a while this dog is a lap dog and decided that in a camp chair that it was time to snuggle mom and laid on top of mom and i took a picture of mom's legs and the dog and that was pretty much <laughs> yeah. all you got to see. <laughs> yeah, that's poor struggling camp chair. <laughs> I mean, that was the it was. I mean, that is a very good camp chair because it basically held two people uh, worth of weight. This dog is super duper awesome, though. Um, <clears throat> she uh, uh, she is extremely lovey but she doesn't realize that she is the size of a fucking small farm animal um she uh very first night we went camping i of course i went up there and i went camping like immediately uh very first night i went camping i get i get to go uh sleep on the fold-out couch in this camper right okay so camping is not kind of glamping yeah, it's not it's not camping, it's glamping because it's it's in a I was about to ask you if you're in a pup tent or not. No, no, no. Um no, this is a side by side with AC, so yeah, very clamping. Um but it had a full out couch. We uh set up the couch, went outside, went drink, you know, sat around the fire, drank and stuff like that, but the dogs went inside because it was cold. This dog decided Dallas decided that my couch bed that I folded out and made up was uh, going to be where she slept. And once she's sleeping, you don't move that dog because that requires a lot of effort. Um, and I was tired enough at that point that I said, you know what? Fuck it. Passed out face first into the freaking like two inches of padding that you got over fucking like a metal rack. Love it. Um, I did not have much of a, uh, uh, my back killed me the entire time I was up there, but that's besides the point. This dog, this dog would not stop moving in the middle of night. And there was, at one point I woke up and the dog's ass was right in my face. <laughs> it was right there. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, fuck off. I like. It, it, she had to she's one of those dogs that you she has to be in contact with somebody so she chose her ass and my nose at that point that was the compatible match um but uh you know she uh spent that one night basically you know huddled up against my shoulder and i the, it was a cold night that night which was great because my one point on my shoulder where the dog was at perfectly fine. The rest of my, you know, rest of the bed was fucking chilly. But uh, the uh, the thing about this dog is uh, she moved me. I'm not a small person and that was not a big bed. And I was moved all the way to the corner up against the little thin ass wall 
that this camper is made out of. And I couldn't move <laughs> until everybody woke up and she then stepped directly on my nuts and fucking leaped off. What a way to wake up, dude. <laughs> you got a 170-ish pound dog leaping off of your left nut. Um, I didn't I, eat coffee that morning. <laughs> I can imagine how bad that hurt. I mean, just getting kung fu'd by a 50 pound <laughs> in the nuts last week. Why is it that they, that they fucking like... Uh, Target those that area. Yeah, it's I mean, like a center mass, kind of. No, that's mass. that's yeah, that's really low for center mass. But yeah, that was uh, it, it was it was a thing. Dallas is now in Lola's awesome, defense, man. as she was charging me. I'm a much taller person, so that's kind of right in her target area. So you're saying the okay, yep. Uh, I well, am saying Justin is short. Yes. Yeah, if she barreled into me, it would have been my gut, not my nuts. She torpedoed you. <laughs> Full on. <laughs> I, uh, I, I I didn't have quite that experience. I had what amounted to, like, a tank rolling over right. my fucking nuts. It was crazy. Um, but it was, uh, shit. I mean, there's there was so many fucking things that happened this entire, you know, this entire trip. Like, got off the plane, fucking woke up at 5 o'clock the next morning. Really weird, considering I'm a night person. So, waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning, grabbed myself a cup of coffee, went outside, and then proceeded to tear apart a diesel engine with my brother. He had had a catastrophic engine failure. <laughs> this is the best way I can describe it, because I am not a mechanic. Um, basically, a valve decided to fuck off inside the uh, the engine and beat the piss out of the head. Uh, and if you're in, uh, if you're a gearhead and you're listening to this, I fully admit I know nothing about what I'm talking about. But what I could tell you is, it was fucked. Um, and then, of course, it's a diesel engine, so everything about it is dirty. Uh, so I was covered in freaking, you know, black from head to toe, basically. Uh, soot everywhere freaking things were I, I was like greasy and freaking diesel engine and shit like that and my brother thinks it's fucking fantastic that i'm getting you know dirty because you know i'm an it guy with like no calluses on my hand so he's like you're getting dirty and i'm like yeah it sucks um <clears throat> but i couldn't I, I couldn't like complain because he was going through a pretty shitty day when you find out that your engine decides to frickin' seppuku itself, it's, uh, uh, it is not a good day. No. Uh, I could go through no. all of the, you know, all of the things that went wrong, but let's just say that it's gonna take about ten grand to fix. Uh, and when I left, he still didn't have all of the parts. <laughs> and from what I understand, he's going to be, you know, sending me pictures of all of the shit because it's our project and then he started going through all of the things that he has on his facebook and basically all of the major failures of his truck happened while i was up there at some point so now he thinks i'm cursed i mean 
<clears throat> I mean, I don't know that he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I can't wait, really fault wait, him for that wait, hypothesis. What? Wait, what? I'm not cursed. Nothing's broken around here. <laughs> we also don't have di- diesel engines around us. Well, that's 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 true. <laughs> you don't have anything that requires hydraulics, I, right? I'm not buying a diesel in- engine truck just while because you're around. just because and of I me. just don't drive yeah. that often. Okay, well, I mean, I don't really see the reason for a diesel engine around here unless you're hauling. I mean, something. half the trucks that get sold around here are diesels. Yes, anywho. Um, it's Oklahoma, dude. So, does it feel better to be on a night schedule again? Um, It's actually quite different. I got used to being a, a day walker by the first week. I wasn't tired during the day, uh, but I still hated the sun. Um, I, and my eyes had only started to just adjust to being around in the daytime without having to wear super strong sunglasses about the time I got on the plane to go back home. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, it was, you gotta, you gotta be out in daylight a little bit for your eyes to not like fail. I'm sure there's like some kind of like issues you're going to have at some point. If you only stay up at night. No, you're perfectly fine. As long as you've got, you know, good artificial light and control. Um, I don't necessarily, I mean, I see the sun, I'm not a full vampire, right? I still see the sun when I go to work and when I come home. I start saying, he sees it (laughs) for 20 minutes total, 10 minutes on the way to work, 10 minutes on the way home. And that's all the vitamin D I require. (laughs) Maybe 20 minutes on the way home. If he stops at Walmart to pick up something. Well, I mean, it's it's summer now, so. Yeah, and I'm going to get more of that sunlight. In fact, on the way here, I mean, the sun was still still up. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it's going to happen. But if I had a choice, I would prefer the nighttime. You need to just live in Alaska. Um, I would not have the sads like no, most people have, except for the summertime when the, the sun doesn't go down. Well, that's that's when blackout curtains exist. Um, but. I mean, if like, there's one like place... my buddy TJ, like, I mean, he's in Anchorage, so it's not nearly as bad, but, I mean, there is extended period of sunlight there. Yes. But if you go further north to, I guess it's Fairbanks, it's further up, right? Yes. yes. Like, in Fairbanks, it's the land of the midnight sun. And and that is, that's perfectly fine, but I can only think of one place in the world that, or in the United States, that uh, has worse internet than Michigan. And that would be... Alaska. <laughs> Surprisingly not that bad. Well, as so, long as you're in Anchorage or Fairbanks. Right. Right. So, well, the reason for that, military presence in Anchorage means they have fiber that's run to Alaska. And then... To that spot. Well... And no further. I don't know what Fairbanks internet's like, but I do know that TJ has um, a gigabit line. Okay. And that's and, and that is that's perfectly fine if I wanted to live in that one spot. Though, even with that, because we're 4,000 miles away, we still experience some latency because right. of ping, because of literal distance. Right. But that that's the thing. Um, when I look for a house, for instance, and I mean, I was looking because I wanted to see what the market was like up there. 
um, the very first thing I did when I, you know, when I went to Michigan was, what's the internet like? And you can pull up a map of where all of the high-speed internet places are. And it's mostly <clears throat> not in Michigan. And if you look at the palm of your right hand, <laughs> um, right about where your thumb connects to your hand, if you draw a horizontal line across it, that is the limit of high-speed internet. <laughs> Anything north of that is fairly slow to non-existent. Um, and everything south of that has high-speed internet. So if I wanted to live in Michigan, it would be the southern part of Michigan. Um, or it would be is it Starlink, right? Or, yeah, or I could get, you know, Elon Musk's uh, pet project, Starlink, which is... It's, it's not exactly widely available. So I've got a friend of mine named Chad uh, that I've worked with for a million years, and he lives just far enough outside of town. It's a little place called Kiefer, right? Mm -hmm. And it's about 30 minutes away from here, right? Not crazy far, but far enough that the infrastructure isn't there aside from roads and electricity and very low-speed DSL. Right. I know exactly what you're talking about. And he's been on the waiting list now for about four months trying to get it. And he will probably be waiting for a while because uh, from what I saw of the... Um, the Starlink pathing. You, there's a website that you can actually go to to find out where the Starlink paths are right now. Um, and Michigan does have a path that goes over, you know, where the satellites go over Michigan. Uh, it's actually f- farther north of Michigan. It's actually it, over Canada. Is it not geosynchronous? <clears throat> not at the moment. Um, so they're literally orbiting all over. You can actually. At certain points of the night, if uh, you know, if you look at the the orbit path, you can see where the satellites are actually moving, okay. and uh, and because the satellite network isn't complete, it's a bunch of microsatellites in a line, basically. Um, <clears throat> because the satellite network is incomplete at the moment, you can look in the night sky and see points of light in a line going across the sky. Yeah, I think I saw an article where they're three or four more launches away from full network over the northern hemisphere. Yeah, and there's... It's... When I was up there, I didn't catch it personally because uh, because of how... Uh, because it was actually daytime when the satellites went over but a couple weeks before i was up there my brother picked you know i was able to pick it out with a phone and it was it looked like you know like you know just dots of you know points of light going across the sky he thought it was the weirdest thing ever he he thought aliens were coming um well i mean it's elon musk technology (laughs) right (laughs) um but i was looking at you know looking at what that would do because obviously having a a line of lights going across the sky at you know at pretty much all times you know, if you wanted to have a full on network right you're going to have to have those satellites you know doing that you know doing the whole thing right you know they would always be visible uh, so while I was up there I was looking into it and they had uh, complaints from you know uh, from astronomers. 
uh, saying that the satellites were way too bright and it was causing issues with being able to see stars at night and whatnot. Uh, so, uh, so there is a way to dim their reflectivity, I guess, change their pitch so that they don't reflect as much sunlight off of the, uh, the solar panels. And that's what they ended up doing while I was up there. So even the night that I was going to be able to see it, I couldn't see it because they had dimmed them. You can dim satellites, I guess. <clears throat> So that was a thing. Um, I was actually, uh, the night that I was going to be able to see it, I was the closest to where they were going to be overhead. I was in a town called Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, uh, which is in the Upper Peninsula, of uh, uh, and it was right next to the Canadian border. There's just a bridge that goes over to Canada. And that would you know, just north and east of that spot was where the satellites were going to go over. Uh, but I couldn't see them. It was just bright enough that I couldn't see lights, you know, the stars in the sky. Uh, and of course, by that time they had dimmed them. So I couldn't see the line of, you know, of satellites. I think if I'd have known that earlier, I probably would have done a little bit of stargazing just to see it. Yeah. It, and what it is, is every time they do a launch, they're going to be bright in the sky for a period of time until they, you know, get into, you know, the right orbit and then they'll dim them. So they'll turn the reflectivity of those things down a bit. So they will be visible after every new launch, but it'll only take about like a week or two before they dim, uh, which is, I mean, that's kind of interesting. If you're stargazing, and you wanted to see that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, Sault Ste. Marie was awesome. Uh, that is basically the place where my family goes to, uh, uh, to visit in UP. In the UP. In the UP. <laughs> it is a tourist spot, right? You know, because there's this, uh, the Sault Ste. Marie, the Sioux Locks, which is a lock system that goes between, uh, Huron and Lake Superior. Uh, and there's a, like a 15-foot difference between the two lakes. You know, this is kind of random, but I'm not hearing the accent like I did last time. Yeah, it's because I've been here for a week. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm I slightly disappointed. Aw, I'm sorry. I, I talked to people in Oklahoma and got my Oki uh, accent back. Apparently, I have an Oki accent up north. Um. Which I slip into the Dem Dares up there, up there easy, very, very easily. Um, and basically, I have a um, a, a malleable uh, accent. Wherever I end up going, I end up picking up that accent fairly quickly. And then I can drop it fairly quickly as well. Um, but I had this conversation. Like, how do you deal with the accent? Uh, and I had to think about it. Like, what is an Oki accent? Like, can I'm you describe sure it? Not as much as somebody listening to us that literally lives anywhere else can. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but if you, uh, and I would consider myself an Oki at this point, I've lived here for a while. Well, I'm just, 
like there are other places where it's a, other accents are really distinguishable. So I've got right. a lot of family that lives in Albuquerque and Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, it sounds like they're crying all the time they talk. Okay. Um, um, it's a Hispanic Midwest accent mm-hmm. is the best way I can say it, but it's very unique to New Mexico. And I don't really know how to explain it other than it sounds like everything ends with a vowel. Okay. And they draw out those vowels, but it, to me it sounds like they're crying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. But it's <laughs> it's, it's kind of a sad accent. But yeah. It, I, I don't know. So anybody from Albuquerque, like, if you... Uh, and it's, somebody could just send us a voicemail. If you live in New Mexico, send me a voicemail. I need a reminder, or I'm just going to just call have to up Google my, it. Yeah, or just, just Google call it. up one of my relatives. So what I what I have, I had to describe. Call my, call my Uncle Timotea. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, I had to describe an Oki accent because while I was up there, I didn't have as much. They said that they could detect it, but that... I sounded more, um, I, I sounded more like from home, but with a it, it, with a little bit of a difference, and they couldn't describe it either. So I had to say what an Oki accent was to somebody from Michigan, and you guys have heard my accent when I came back from Michigan before. Um, it. Was I think you talk faster? It was faster, and T's turn into D's, uh, so them could uh, could be them, uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of that stuff just you know just rolls off of your tongue, and you end up mush mouthing a lot of it. Um, you do speak a lot faster, but you uh, you you definitely mush mouth a lot. Um, there's <clears throat> so to me, an Oki accent is like a neutral Southern accent, and that's kind of where I was at. Uh, because if you go down to like Dallas, right? Um, like Texas has that Southern, but not the Southern that you have in like Alabama, Georgia, right? Yeah. So like they have a twang. They have a little bit of a twang, but there's also. Especially with the amount of Spanish hey. is spoken in Texas, mm-hmm. there's also a Hispanic accent that's kind of mixed in with there too. So and so, it's it's actually Texas kind of really only has, especially nowadays, really has its own unique accent that yeah. you don't really hear anywhere else. But, Whereas if you go to like Georgia or Alabama, it's a very similar stereotypical Southern drawl mm-hmm. that you yeah. don't get here. Well, and historically, Texas was. The southern twang without as much of the draw. Okay. Oklahoma is... A mix of that and a Midwestern. A mix of that and a Midwestern. It, you have to remember, Oklahoma had a lot of... Uh, uh, back in the... Back in the 18s and... Or back in the 19-teens and the 20s. Had a lot of migration from the north. Well, we had migration from everywhere. It's called a land run. Yeah. The um, the you two staring at each other's yes, eyes. Yes, but we're, you we're have to remember land. that the oil boom brought a lot of people from all over. So Oklahoma is really a unique accent. 
Guess we have mounting part two up there. Yes. She goes. Ow. So to describe exactly what happened is Rusty leans back in his chair and my little my little dog jumps up in his lap, stands on his chest and licks his face. <laughs> and then smiles the whole time and then usually only if we're not careful that tail whaps the damn microphone. Uh, yeah. Only this time she planted paws firmly in Rusty's neck. And slid. And slid. So now I've got a paw scratch on my neck. <sighs> Are you done, Lola? I hope so, because goddamn that hurt. <laughs> yeah. I oh, got a little bit of neck there. Uh-huh. That's nice. Um <sighs> Dog makes uh, makes makes bleed happen. Um, oh, you didn't, you're not bleeding. Oh, I'm not bleeding. Okay, no. well, fuck. All right, but yeah. So I had to describe, uh, uh, you know, what I thought a Oki accent was, and I described it as we finish our words. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, didn't it didn't go over well? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, we finish our words and we speak a little slower and we call, you know, soda or pop or whatever because we don't care. Um, if you go farther south, everything's Coke. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's again, I know we have people that kind of listen from all over, but right. I it's, think I think out of the southern style accents, it's the least it's the most neutral. In, it's the least intense. Right. If if anything, we finish our words, and sometimes there's we, a clip to it. You we, can kind of yeah. You we can kind of get that. We fully enunciate, but we still use sl- southern slang for lack of a better term. We say y'all. fur. We still say y'all. Yes. Or fur. Yeah. Or right. But those are specific moments that you use those and it was and and, but if you want them to say the difference is here we say y'all in alabama they say (laughs) y'all wow Wow. we're in this (laughs) yeah i wow I actually noticed on a couple of emails I said y'all and folks. <laughs> y'all folks. Yeah. I've used both those words in emails before. And, and there's a difference between Y-A apostrophe L-L and Y-A-L-L apostrophe A-L-L. I mean, uh, I say y'all all the time. But, but, but like, yeah. if you listen... To Jeff Foxworthy for the for the dictionary, we do not have the word mashing that you do no. in a lot of other southern states. No. So you know, it, it doesn't it, sound like we're saying mayonnaise when or, we say mayonnaise or yuntu. Yeah, cinches up. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Cinches up. Get me a beer. Uh, I get it. <laughs> Or mayonnaise a lot of people here instead of man. There's a lot of people here. Uh, the mayonnaise thing. I got you. <laughs> you see, you have to translate it, and that yeah. is that is a thing that happens here. While I was up north, it was there was a lot of it's 
the easiest way for me to describe it is T's turn into D's and things go faster. That a is, lot faster. So it's it was a it was a really great trip. I definitely got to uh uh to spend a lot of time with family. That was kind of the focus of the thing. Um I made it very, very clear when I you know decided to make this trip that I was not going to be working on computers while I was up there. Very abundantly clear that I was going to digital detox the entire time I was up there. I think you did a pretty good job of that. And I did a fair fair job of that, yes. Uh, I didn't build computers, because the previous trip I built four computers in a period of two weeks. No, but every time he goes up there, he has to clean out Grandma's computer. I did not <coughs> actually have to do that. I really? did have to physically clean my parents' computer, but that's when they, you know, that's one of the things that they asked me to do. Yeah, but that's twenty minutes. Yeah, it was like a can of air and in twenty minutes worth of work. And because I built their system solid state, there was only one fan to clean. So, um, <clears throat> uh, so that didn't take very long. Uh, I didn't have to really work on computers or fix computers while I was up there, which was perfect i only ever actually was online every so often checking the facebook mm -hmm. you know i finally got i got really annoyed with the family wanting me to do stuff with computers after a while and i just made it abundantly clear i was never i was always available for you to come over and see you right very very fairly often not available to help you with your computer well it was and it's it's i don't like just being the family geek when yeah. it comes to stuff like that. Well, I kind and, of... and, and there are certain times where I will bite the bullet and do it for grandma or grandpa, mm -hmm. but I don't want that to be the reason I'm going over there. Right. And, and I... I will do things for grandma that are manual labor or, you know, go up and do something in her attic or help her fix something in the house. Right. But I don't, like, I'm, I've mounted two toilets in my grandmother's house, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, I'm not, I don't want to be the computer guy. And... You know, it's just, it gets annoying after a while, and I don't like that. Oh. That being the family skill that I bring to the table. To be honest, I think the only reason my parents stopped that was because they finally got frustrated with me trying to talk them through something over the phone or trying to remote into their horrible southern Ar arkansas internet connection well, which is about as bad as yeah your northern yeah, michigan I'm, internet it was it wasn't nearly as bad as i thought it, uh this time i didn't have uh i didn't have to do a whole lot and when i built the machines that i did it was what three years ago something like that yeah last time you were up there um yeah. i built them in such a way that they would be solid uh, and they wouldn't have very many problems. And if I needed to do anything, it was mostly software. Uh, so I could do it over the internet. Um, but they really have, they didn't really utilize me. And then again, I didn't give them a, uh, I, I didn't give them an, uh, a choice. <laughs> I was camping for, or glamping, however you want to call it, asshole. Um, but I was at camp. Uh, about 80% of the time. Um, 
whether that was at the local camp, because my parents, for some reason, have a camper on a seasonal lot about two miles away from their house. <laughs> um, because they need to be able to go camping whenever they want to, so they have a camper set up basically two miles away in another spot in the same little town I'm in. Uh, and that's where I spent most of my time. I didn't stay at the house more than maybe a handful of nights the entire time I was up there. Um, the, uh, and then of course we went up North and spent some time in Sault Ste. Marie. Uh, but that meant that I, my job every morning was to wake up, start the, co you know, start the, uh, coffee maker to make coffee, which takes about 10 minutes to brew because they bought the slowest coffee maker in existence. Uh, and then walk my ass out and start the fire, uh, so that I could make breakfast over the fire every morning. This was perfect. <laughs> I loved it. It was amazing. I'd be able to go out, start the fire and then be able to make you know, bacon and eggs over the fire, or, you know, if, if I was exceedingly lazy, I would just throw some hot dogs on a fucking stick and just, you know, roast some hot dogs over the fire. Basically, all of the food that I had was roasted over uh, a freaking oak fire. It was awesome. Um, I could live with that. Like, if I wanted to, uh, if I wanted to retire that would probably be my retirement <laughs> something very close to that only i would find a way to make internet happen um <clears throat> um yeah I, I got a guy that works for me and i won't say his name here but one of his dreams is to uh get starlink and work from home in his rv it's just we have some very specific labor laws the taxes change depending on where you're at right so that's the one hurdle we got to figure out for him to work so that he can do that in a way that HR is happy with and that payroll pays him correctly. I can tell you exactly how they would do that. What? It's the same way that uh, that's a over-the-road trucker gets paid. <clears throat> they have a home address. Their home address is where they basically have a, a mailbox, and that is their home address. And then every, wherever they go in the country, they use their home address as their, you know, as the address for their work. Uh, so it doesn't matter where they are in the country. They are bound by that law because that, or bound by that state's taxes and whatnot because that's where their home address is. Well, it's not something we've... It's very corner case. Right, right. It's it's not and something... With a major corporation that doesn't have anybody that works out of an RV. But it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. In I, the future, I'm actually that's going to happen. I'm sure there are some people that are that we just don't know about. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. That that type of thing is just, you know, it's inevitable. Uh, but uh, Starlink has to happen. Papa Elon Musk, get, get the fuck cracking on that because, holy shit. You know, Northern Michigan definitely needs internet. So, um, I mean, they're they're launching rockets with like forty satellites every three months. Fucking get on it! Like it needs to be every three weeks now. So, 
Before we jump into games, do we want to take a quick break before we do so? I mean, if you want to. Let's just take let's, let's just take a quick because it. it'll break it up, I think, a little bit better. Okay. We'll be right back. Yeah. We are going to, it's a weird break. As I that try to say yeah with peanut butter in my lips. Yeah, Jason decides to open these all peanut butter Reese's. Reese's? Reese's. Wow. Not all, sponsored. All, all peanut butter Reese's. They're amazing. Mm, he's amazing. He's over there getting like, I can hear you getting fatter. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Rusty are, are jealous because we have to keto to lose weight. Um, But speaking of that, we were talking about just cheating on diets before we started this. Mm-hmm. And I got, here's what happened, right? So, Jessa was here a week and a half ago, right? So, starts the... uh, So, mm. I had justified, it was mostly for the graduation for the kiddo, but I had justified having a cheat day, right? Mm -hmm. And I got down a YouTube hole. I started watching, there's a character um, that a YouTuber has made called Uncle Roger that is a uh, stereotypical... Malaysian uncle is kind of the the shtick he's going for. He's a he's a comedian out of the UK. Yes, and he does these fried rice reviews, which are pretty fucking hilarious. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. so addictive. Yeah the the milf fried rice review is one of my favorites. But the uh, anyways, he's, he's a two walk fuck boy. <laughs> two walk, <laughs> yeah, the two walk fuck boy was pretty good shit. Um, when speaking of, uh, Gordon Ramsay, yeah. two walk fuck boy, uh, can't use that for a title. <laughs> no, <laughs> but anyways, no, but we can use two walk, two walk, but we were, it's like Tupac, but <clears throat> you know, um, so that got me started actually wanting to eat some fried rice. Mm -hmm. So it's, ama it's amazingly easy to make. All you have to do is watch those videos. Yeah. I'm basically right <laughs> but so i went through um and went to a place called yummy asia around the corner and got that and was immediate i've never eaten there and was immediately disappointed with the quality and it <laughs> really upset me i was it, you went out and bought a walk no I, i've got a walk but he's like i didn't have to buy one i've got one right now i have a well-seasoned walk okay But I wasn't going to make my own. I wanted to get the professional. So I did. Usually this is how it happens when I try things, right? I try the thing and then I go back with Old Faithful every time. This is how it feels like. I, it very rarely do I try a new thing and then it ends up satisfying me. So I go back with Old Faithful. So Old Faithful for me is a restaurant called Asian Fusion, which does, coincidentally, Malaysian cuisine with a little bit of Japanese Mm -hmm. With some traditional, uh, more traditional Chinese. And they do use MSG in their food. Of course. Real MSG, not like cheap MSG. Magic powder. But they also, um, they cook everything to order. Like there isn't a vat of fried rice, right? right? There is, they are making you fried rice and then they give it to you, right? Yeah. So it's, it's fresh, it's fresh, fresh as fuck. And it's really good and it's just barely more expensive than the cheap places. Yesterday's rice. Right. 
So, um, You'll get anyways, the entire recipe if you listen long enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I ended up ordering that the following day, and immediately noticed like a heavenly difference. Like it was so different. Sesame seed oil. Yes. <laughs> But you could tell, like, the, the place that I went to before, the really cheap place, like, the rice was just kind of, like, clumpy and not fully cooked. And, like, there wasn't a lot of flavor. It was just kind really? of dry it was and gooey. It Where'd was you go? Yummy Asia. I'll tell you, if you're oh. into this area, just never go there. It <clears throat> sucks ass. Because if you are in this Asia area, I fully recommend Wang Wang. Wang Wang's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wang Wang is good. <laughs> but I promise, jokes aside, this is a real restaurant here. Yeah, in Wang Wang's good. It is one I'm of the. keep saying it. it. It is one of the best Chinese restaurants in this area. You need to try Asian Fusion, though. Asian it's right, Fusion is good. It's close to where you work within yeah. a mile. Um, it's, it's good. I started I, going. I started going. So I'm going to tell you before I dive into the fried rice review. They have something there called Kuei Tao, which I'd never had before, and it's a Malaysian dish. So I call it, like, it's kind of like Malaysian stroganoff is what it reminds me of. So you got a protein, but they've got a brown sauce that I think is a mushroom sauce with, I like it with beef. And then it's got these, like, flat, large noodles that kind of have a similar consistency of, like, um, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I know what I'm talking like about. An egg noodle? It's a it's a flat egg noodle, kind of like a stroganoff noodle. Okay. Um, with some vegetables mixed in, right? And a lot of brown sauce and a lot of beef. And it is exceptionally good. Oh, that's just pet. No, it's pad not. Pad thai noodles, it's, no, isn't it? No, it's not pad thai noodles. It's, oh. This shit is like, so if you go there, there's two dishes. So there's misiem, which is basically fried vermicelli. Right, like vermicelli made like fried rice, which is good. I like it a lot, but the Kuei Tao is fucking heavenly, and it is absolutely worth it. They have huge-ass portion sizes, but it's on the dinner menu. It's not on the lunch menu, but you can still get it at lunch. Anytime I cheat with any kind of Asian food, it's that or their fried rice. But I specifically just got their fried rice. And let me tell you, like, aside from like not even needing to put soy sauce on it, like, just everything. Like, it's just, you could taste every single individual thing inside it. It's just so good. Every time you put soy sauce on fried rice, you are double saucing your rice. Yeah. <laughs> but you, I usually still sprinkle a little bit because I, I love soy sauce. And they also have, like, really well, beefy, I say beefy is the wrong word, but really thick, crunchy-ass egg yeah. rolls with lots of shit in them. There, you have to admit, there are all... There are also a whole lot of ch of Chinese food places, especially around here, where you do have to put more soy sauce or even sesame oil. What's that? What's on that? Your super rice. cheap place that's right around the corner from where you work, closer to Hot Walk. Yeah, that place. Needs that place to... sucks. Yeah, that place is like give you the shits cheap. Um, there's a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, there's for every. Three out of every four Chinese restaurants here is like that. Yeah, and oh. then we've got a handful that are good. Good, good. You can you can tell like so. Th this is this is my test. Like rice bowl's not bad. Well, this is my test. So and if I, if I go to a uh, a, a Chinese place, um, normally if 
you know, the, the way that I grew up is if, if you went to a Chinese place, most of the time it's have, have like a Chinese buffet. You know, there's a couple places where we would sit down and actually have, you know, a plate brought to you or a I bowl always think or of that Chinese buffet around the corner from where we used to work, and that place was god awful too. Right. So there's there's a, a yeah, thing that I normally uh, I did was you know you can see teriyaki chicken normally they're served on a stick, right? Correct. Um, if you go to a Chinese place and you see the teriyaki chicken and it is red, walk out. It's very easy to t- tell. Teriyaki chicken should not be red. Yeah. It is not – that is not a natural color. Well, um, teriyaki sauce isn't red. Right. This is – so they dipped their chicken in red food coloring is what it looked like. That is my test. That's test number one. If my you test is the rice. Red, if you can't make a decent <clears throat> rice, then don't go. Well, the other uh, the other thing is is I will go – to any place that has is a uh, Chinese place that uh, that is a sit down and you order a plate, I will order one thing from them, and it's not fried rice. It is mugugai pan. Mugugai pan is it's a uh, yeah. I like mugugai pan. Snow peas. It's got carrots. It's got mushrooms. It's basically chicken, mushroom, and a white sauce. Right. Um. Yeah. And you have you know fresh vegetables and you know if it's made to order and made fresh, it comes out steaming hot, and the uh, the the vegetables still have a little bit of snap to them. Um. But if you get that and it's the you know vegetables are mushy or rubbery or anything like that, then they've had it pre-made and fucking sitting in a pan someplace you know in the back, and they just scoop that shit out for you. Uh, Usually for yeah. me, like it's anytime. So I the, I do like sweet and sour pork, right? And so if you get sweet and sour pork and that sauce, that plum sauce tastes like fucking candy. And it's loaded with sugar. You know yeah, that right. they basically went to the Asian and, market and got the prepackaged shit. And right? Can we? Can we all agree that the scale we're going on here is that Panda Express is the top trash. middle of mediocre? Um, no, it's, it's trash. trash. It's trash. It's trash. Hot walks that, better than Panda Express. Panda Express is one I mean, one rung up from red food right. coloring. The only reason I picked it was because it's national. So, you know, pretty much everybody knows Panda it. Express sucks ass. The yeah. Only th- I, I never touch Panda Express. It's the only thing that uh, Panda that I remember from Panda Express is their orange chicken, and it's only because it basically is a orange cream soak over rice. And that's basically, yeah, that's what they call it, orange chicken. <laughs> um, With a little bit of heat, but yeah. Yeah, it's nasty. It, I hate well, it. Well, it's just like, like even it. places, like there's a lot of people here that really enjoy Payway. I don't know if that's a national chain or not, but I think they're kind of national. Uh, yeah. I think they have really bland food. They are, it is, it's one of those places that it's like an upscale Chinese restaurant or Asian fusion it, style restaurant, but pay, they use Payway. no MSG and everything tastes like super, super pay, bland. Payway is the uh, it's like Chipotle it's like hipster Asian food restaurant. It's like hipster Asian food, um, but they they don't put MSG in anything. It's super healthy, and I feel like everything's steamed. Like the their fried rice is fucking garbage. Um, everything is steamed there. They don't they don't really fry anything for their that's, whole menu. But that's but the thing about the restaurant I'm talking about. It's a family owned restaurant, right? 
Yeah. And the guy there has learned to make a few different types mm-hmm. of Asian food that you wouldn't get normally in a place like Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yep. And he, the recipes they yep. have kick ass. And yeah. I will tell you just personal experience. It's my favorite place here in town. Um, Golden Dragon's another one that I like quite a bit. That's pretty decent. Um, over there, 31st and Harvard. Yeah. Golden Dragon's good. And then I've Wang Wang's better, but it's good. I don't have to have me some Wang Wang. I like me Wang Wang. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> just gonna we keep playing it straight. Yeah. We can't use that. Oh I gosh. wish we could. And see at least going on the list. But I like me Wang Wang. <laughs> um, but anyways, long story short. Um, so I went on a kick, and I've I've finally shit my brains out, and I've gotten back to where I was before. I ate a whole Supreme pizza, ate fried rice, had my Charlie's fried chicken chunks, and have now like resettled back into normalcy with my regular stuff. And then today I was I got really excited grilling, and so I've I've smoked chicken. I have little um what do you call those like country style ribs that I made in the smoker and I have smoked burgers in the fridge. So I have like all those things ready to go for the rest of this week. That was my food prep was today. I was just going to throw shit in the smoker. Right. Um, I am just starting back on the keto. So I'm looking forward to the shitting part. <laughs> but anyways, I do want to talk some video games. Fucking. Yeah. I do too. Hmm. Yeah. I finally fish finished Emmy one. Good. Did you start Emmy 2? I did. Mass Effect. Before I came here. Yeah, I um, see you're wearing your N7 shirt. I am. Well, I mean... Yes. Yes. All the loves. Um, I have to say that the uh, all the cutscenes for, for that last fight in Emmy 1, super clean now. They, like, up, they they did a lot of stuff with that. That is impressively clean. You'll see um, a, You're going to see even more difference as you get further into Mass Effect 2. Yeah. I'm. You know, something that's crazy is they've got it at such a high resolution. The anti-aliasing is so on point. So, like, I usually notice that kind of stuff on stairs and jagged yeah. surfaces. I just keep going through that game, and I was like, okay, well, there's a lack of certain detail in areas, right, because it's the level design. But I'm also noticing how crisp everything is in Mass Effect 2. Yes. Like, it's amazingly crisp. The only thing that shows it off as an older game is the backgrounds are a little bit less busy. They didn't add extra stuff to it, right? Like, when you're comparing it to something like a cyberpunk or something like that. And the uh, animations, the facial animations are old. Uh, They are. You could especially tell it in uh, uh, in the beginning cutscenes. Yeah. Um, especially with the newer textures on top. Yeah. Like you could tell, um, especially close ups of the close ups of Miranda and the elusive man. Yeah. Those, I think they should have cleaned up the elusive. Couple. They didn't clean up the elusive man as much as I thought they would. Yeah. Um, well, he's in an awful lot of shadows. And then Miranda. Like all the time. And Miranda looks very um, plastic Barbie doll. Uh, she always did though but i mean she just she's like too clean like she needs some flaws in her skin and i think that's where i get it like the new textures are too clean but 
Yeah, okay. I know she's designed to be perfect, etc. But yeah. like, just getting to any other character, like, there's no, like, you know, with a lot of modern games, right? Like, they add a little bit of skin flaw to give it a more realistic look. She's not. They're supposed to have that. Though. None of the characters do, though. Okay. The, that's my point. Okay. All right. All right. I understand. It's just you notice it with her because she literally looks like she's wrapped like the only in plastic. skin flaw you see is uh on the elusive man because he's in the shadows you know you still see some of like the potting and whatnot or with shepherd with the scars at the very beginning that's it yeah but those are like part of the texture yeah it's not part of the skin coloring is not there yeah i mean if you go renegade you see more of it I will say, though, you know, something I'm just noticing, like, I'm having a hard time pulling myself away from Mass Effect 2 because that game is still very good and there's not a lot, there's not anything like it, A, and there hasn't been anything like it since. There just really hasn't. Like, the dialogue choice, the engagement I have with the story, the just... The overall story, right, is just, it's interesting and fun. Even though I know the end, there's a lot of details I don't remember, right? And I'm just having fun with it. And then the the other huge difference, obviously, between 2 and 1 is the combat is so much fucking snappier than it yes. is in 1. Yeah. Being able to map the powers to different buttons yes. on your controller makes such yes. a difference in switching it, and then you know when something's in cooldown, you know? Yep. The, uh... I will say the the other nice part in having all of this packaged in one neat little package is having everything like credits transfer from your ME one save to Oh yeah, there's no there's no issue with did you have any issue with getting two to run? No. Okay. Maybe they patched Appar- it out. Apparently there was a patch last week that fixed that. Yeah, because I had to really play with it to get two yeah. to launch. Um, which I probably, I would have been on two, um, uh, early last week if, or early, very early this week, if I hadn't, uh, been dealing with kitten issues. Oh yeah. So, so that's pretty much all I, so, so I did everything staying? I could today to finish ME1. So that that's new since we last recorded the wife and i rescued a little kitten ah uh, yes yeah uh rusty calls it? him Shitstain. Shit i call him grunt Shitstain mcgee master of crap foo yeah because he was constipated and you guys left and he came back to a cat covered in shit right i did that was wednesday night yeah we've been joking about um, passing the cat off to rusty now for a while yeah we no. have been yeah no I'm good, thank you. Um, you could be a, a creature of the night with you. I'm cats are normally nocturnal. Um, but no, with uh, with his coloring, I've dubbed him Grunt. Uh, I still think he's he's still going to be shit stained to me. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, uh, just little three week old kitten that just completely disrupted our lives this week because, That's... well how they work i mean granted you always know when you rescue rescue an animal um uh that they're going to have some issues right and then basic long and short of it is my wife's mother on her property has 
just over the last couple of years, they've kind of inherited cats that have just migrated to the property, right, and live on it. Mm-hmm. So uh, this kitten, apparently the runt of the litter, about three weeks old, super small, like his whole body fits in one hand. Well, he's also a kitten. Um, yeah, but even at three weeks old, he he's about he's about five ounces small. Um, but basically, the mom had quit taking care of him, so quit cleaning him. It basically was just letting him suck on a teat every now and then. Mm. Um, so we took him home because you know her mom was wasn't about to pull a cat inside because she hates cats. Okay. So we took him home to uh, to get him right mm. and found out that he was dehydrated and constipated because, you know, mama wasn't pooping him, <laughs> which mm. mama cats normally do in their first few weeks of life. How does a cat poop another cat? Basically, the it's true with puppies and kittens. The mother usually licks those areas to stimulate them and get them to poop pee and poop and then of course that becomes a snack nice (laughs) i did not know this this was something i was trying to avoid because i knew it completely gross out justin so now i'm just gonna go into it since we're already there yeah i just thought you swung a dog in circles until the centrifugal force did its (laughs) did it did its job so i mean that's how i thought i was pooping lola i just swung her until she just started spraying shit all over the place so of course last saturday before i came over here i basically bottle fed a kitten and then crystal crystal discovered she couldn't get him to poop by stimulating said area with wet wipe which should normally be enough (laughs) so we kept trying for two days and he still wouldn't so tuesday after the holiday to the vet's office he went for a little kitten enema which did not work and we've been giving him x-lax ever since (laughs) but now he's pooping because he has no other choice. You've fucking lubed his asshole. Basically. <laughs> what goes in will squeeze out. But, I mean, it, it's a good thing. I mean, the the first one, the cork, was like marble size out of a little 15-ounce kitten. These are details I don't want to know about shit How? What was the volume? Huh? Vol- oh, the volume of the uh, the cat squealing or the volume of said poop turd? Like, how big a turd are we talking about from a cat? Well, we've got a five-ounce cat and about one ounce left him. Uh, we have a 15-ounce cat and he... Uh, and said poop took him down to 14 ounces. Said turd was a full ounce. Jesus. Justin, that means that uh, if if we really work and at it, we could probably poop, poop out one fifteenth of our body mass. <laughs> you have to be constipated for days beforehand. We can make this work. How much cheese do you have? That's like that's like thirty pounds of poop. I mean, 
it's going to require a few flushes, but <laughs> no, it's not thirty pounds. Your I, toilet will break. No, my mine might be thirty pounds. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is the math here. But uh, but yeah. So then it was that Do you have very a plunger. <laughs> it was that very next night. Basically, uh, Crystal had fed him right before she left the house, and she met me with the kids at bowling alley near my place of work. Right after I got off work. Uh, to do activity with kids and so i went i she went to restaurant with to meet fam to meet her family and i I went straight home from work we got to take a break for just a second because i just figured out the weight of said turd uh for me would have been 14.3 pounds oh okay so that means that mine would be greater than um about a 20 to 20 like, pounds like a, like a 20 pound tur 20 pounds worth of poo we can make this happen how much cheese do you have i remember when i was doing the zoo poo challenge uh-huh i mean i lost about that much i gained some of that back but i literally pooped everything that was in my body out over a course of a week mm. and you felt pretty terrible during during that period nah, of time it wasn't that bad okay it's a it's good to get you it helped me transition into the keto and doing the uh intermittent fasting okay so basically like uh uh x-lax and uh probiotics got it it. just it just gets you know gets all the fast food blockage out so you can get started on a clean diet i'm gonna flush it away right now so so basically this dude i came home and of course the x-lax had did its job while we were gone and i came home to his lower half covered in shit and spent the next hour cleaning him up. So I gave him the name shit stain before all this happened. No, that was no, I did that you can, night. You could look that back. was Wednesday night. That was Wednesday night this week. I gave him shit stain the name prior to the shit prior to that. I gave him that name on Saturday while I was oh, waiting yeah. for the fucking plane. So. I'm basically a prophet. <laughs> so the uh So anyway, taking care of this little dude's taking up quite a bit of time. And he has decided that I am his most important person. You you have been uh you, you have been owned. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh when I am at home if he is not being held by me or on my person, he is whining the entire fucking time. If he's awake, if he's asleep, it's fine. But if he's awake, yeah, there, there's no uh, calming him. Yeah, you've been owned. Um, yeah, but that hasn't stopped you from finishing Mass Effect One and got, well, getting into Mass it Effect. It slowed two. me down. Okay. It slowed me down. It it added a few days. It added a few days. Got it. Um, but yeah, but watching this cat eat is hilarious. You because basically we have to have him because we're giving him Xox. Basically, um, we have to have him on a mixture of wet of uh wet food and uh formula. Okay. So he comes off and he's doesn't have great body control yet. So like his his front legs aren't quite as strong as his back legs. I was expecting a video. 
<laughs> I, I thought I had one, but apparently I don't. Um, I thought I'd sent Crystal one dad. already. What a cat, um, Dad. I know, right? Before I noticed so, we were reading stories of the oh, cat. Oh, of course. He, he goes down into... Oh, there we go. There's a good picture. Oh, my God. He, he goes down into the food face first, right? Oh, my God. And, like, his entire maw will be just covered in food. So Jesus. it's either shit stain on the backside or the shit stain on the front side. Yeah. I mean, that's, like... He's a cat dad. Already. You've you you've basically proven it. Pro- proven to pro- proven. He's proven it. Well, proven it. Definitely word, no, words. Now this is I an only, Oklahoma accent. Right I only here. have the <laughs> I only have these photos because Crystal did not believe me that the uh the cat will go full on into the food because apparently when I'm at work, she's been spoon feeding this little shit. Yeah. That's what my mom does with her chow. I'm, 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 I'm meant, uh, so I spent those two and a half weeks or so around a dog you could ride into battle. And I'm trying to like, uh, figure out how you spoon feed something that huge, um, <clears throat> with a shovel. So, I mean, I don't have, how can you not love that? Totally wrapped around a finger. You are I'm not full on fucking cat dad right now. I'm not much into cats. I mean I've had cats that like me. My my grandmother's cat checkers love me to death, I, but cats are unpredictable, and that's what I don't like about them. I don't I don't really like cats, but this one's so damn cute. Now I will probably hate him in about six months when he's No. Getting into everything and jumping on all the things, no. I'll hate him. No, you're going to be like carrying this cat around in a fucking pouch, being no. full on fucking cat dad. No, I'm sh- I'm sure of it. Though that did happen when I picked him up from the vet's office. It wasn't a pouch. It was my hand holding him through the pet store, going to get the wet food because you know I can't really say much because uh, I mean Noob was very similar. You know, Noob was um, the one that was crying outside my door, which is the reason why you get the name. Um, <clears throat> and as soon as I picked that little cat up and, uh, you know, and he was freezing. So the whole holding him in my hand close to my chest situation was to warm him up. Uh, but of course, he immediately passed out right there and I couldn't get rid of that cat it's basically it's how those cat it's how cats survive well tuesday (laughs) evening when i picked him up from the vet this is this is how i had to drive because the little fucker won't shut up yep you are uh it's basically that full-on cat dad of course i'm showing them a picture of me just cupping this kitten in one hand next to my chest and while driving with while driving okay so distracted driving is in the list here. <laughs> so the, what happened? The list to you? of my recent offenses. So why have you been driving under the influence of of what? Cat love? <laughs> right. <clears throat> no, really that was just more annoyance because he wouldn't stop yowling. That's how they control until you. Until I picked him up. We were talking about video games. 
we, we were. were. <laughs> um, so, so my progress through Mass Effect was delayed by a little shit stain. <sighs> yes. <laughs> I'm sure it'll turn um, into grunt. No. Oh, it's it's grunt. Grunt, grunt but, will be the but for, face name. So basically, for, it'll be grunt shit stain McGee. Full name. High five. High five. Don't leave me hanging. That's right. The weakest high five that, in podcast history. That felt dirty. Because of his uh, scented hands. Rusty was Rusty was bitching about about uh, mm. peeling because he had to see the sun and he got a little bit of sunburn. I smell sexy. And he uh, he needed some lotion. I don't have a lot of lotion in the house. Jessa has some lotion that's here and I had to find it. And so I mm. gave him like some lilac scented lotion. That's it's it's Olay, vitamin E. And I, I, well, <laughs> I, I, I smell like a <clears throat> woman. <laughs> More specifically, you smell like being my fiance after she gets out of the shower, which mm. is. We couldn't figure out how to use the pump thing because we're men. So we just fucking unscrewed. The so thing my and... solution, unscrew the thing. And I just take... grab a hold of the straw and pull. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 manjineered that one. Who, uh, <laughs> real men don't read instructions, right? <laughs> uh, um, well, you know, but uh, and then of course, as I, soon as I had a handful of the stuff, I'm like, oh god, <laughs> this, this smells like female. <laughs> <laughs> but. Anyway, long and short of it is, I'm still really impressed by. Honestly, it, this is worth sixty dollars when it comes most out definitely. of like what people have bought, and then I was gonna dive into what Rusty's been playing, then I'll mm. dive into short form the other things I've been playing because we have gone pretty long. But <laughs> yeah. um, you expect that shit. In my head, so far, the best stuff to come out in the last few months has been Mass Effect and Subnautica by a by a country mile. That that's definitely a southern saying too. It is, but that's because there's so much wrong with Odyssey right now. Like it's savable, but they've got a long way but to go. But it's very broken at the moment. If we want to talk about Odyssey, I'll tell you exactly what I'm thinking of. Having been basically, you know, out of th- out of the loop for you know two and a half weeks, I come back, and of course, find out that Odyssey's broke as fuck. Odyssey was. One of the things that I was looking forward to the most when I it's was... actually the thing I've been looking forward to the most. Right. And I went on vacation just before that, you know, it hit. And then when it did, I wasn't watching a whole lot of YouTube because of, of obviously the digital detox thing, right? So um, <clears throat> I came back and I started watching YouTube on what Odyssey was and how broken it was. Uh, performance issues, you know, and you've talked well, about this plenty of I times mean, on the previous cast. It's Here's broken some. enough. I'm glad I pre-spent my game budget for um, for this part of the year on Mass Effect mm-hmm. and not Odyssey. Yeah. It was a, it was a wise choice, and I'll tell you. So without digging in, digging out my digital dick, right? Thirty two gigs of RAM, XMP, right? Plus a Ryzen five, plus a thirty eight hundred, can't run. Or a thirty eighty, not a thirty eight hundred. Wow, yeah, can't run this at four K sixty. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you can't. 
And, hey, I can when I'm in space and not at a station, but I, the instant that I get on foot or the instant I get close to a planet, we're talking 40, 45, sometimes as low as 35 frames a second. Unacceptable. And, and remember, we were talking the other night and I had continued to drop settings down. Mm-hmm. And I got it on the lowest settings, and I couldn't get above 45 frames a second in, in, in an interior that was on fire, yeah. which made no sense. No. Like, I just, all the settings are off. Why is the frame rate still suck? It's because there's stuff and that's I not optimized properly. And I wasn't CPU bound. Like, I pulled up my settings to no, see. GPU bound. Yeah. And, of course, you know, your GPU should always be running around 90%, somewhere in that range, right? Yeah. But. No, this pegs the you know the GPU. It pegs a GPU for no reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's well, there's obviously a reason, but right. like it's like any alias <laughs> and still looks really fucked up. Like I was telling you the other night, like I was like, so I use night vision a lot because tend to land a lot of places in the dark. Yeah, and um, you can night vision is usually because you're seeing a really, you know, a a five pixel wide outline of something, right? Um, usually is where you see some smoothing going on, right? But I can't see any smoothing. It just—it's all the jagged edges. It's just like—it's like any of this scene doesn't exist. Um, so it's like I—I I don't know what the fuck's going so, on. And then on top of that, it's dark as fuck. So I don't remember if I asked this last week or not. Have you been watching your RAM usage? Is there a memory leak in it too, or is it just? I haven't specifically looked, but if I—if I had a memory issue at some point, I'd get a you know a low memory error. You know, yeah. I haven't blue screened, but like there was a. When it first launched, right, I was wanting to play it before we did our show, and I couldn't get in for three days because I came up on a planet in my FDL, and then as soon as the planet texture started loading in, it kicked me out of the game. And then it took me four days to get back in, and I'd been dicking around for about an hour before we started the show, and I was like, okay, launch issues, whatever. It knocked me off. They're still having a lot of issues with the dropship, or not dropships, but the carriers. Right. And... That's what's causing it, right? And it's like, everything looks pretty good. Like, I even told you, Rusty, the other night. I was like, okay, the textures look like they're double size. I mean, right. you showed me that night but, that you were on for like an hour. It looked yeah. great. But, again, the only way for me to get an acceptable frame rate and, you know, cry myself a river, but on a 3080, I'm dropping it down to 1440 so that I can get 60. Yeah, and that's not acceptable. And I have... You can only get two steps higher than me. You can get a 3080 Ti or you can get a 3090. And that's what I have, and that doesn't, and it's just it's, a small. I mean, the thirty ninety is just a little bit more powerful than what I got. And it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable at all. And there's a hell of a lot of people. A lot of the streamers, like <laughs> Down to Earth Astronomy, is one that I watch quite a bit. Is running a twenty eighty Ti and can't get a decent frame rate, right? Right. And that's the most widely available high end card right now, and all things considered. Well, yeah, it was actually not that high end. Uh, so. 2080 used to be the, you know, the the 2080 Ti used to be what people would have in the top end before the 3000 series came out. And, of course, fight, you know, we know fighting and, for the 3000 series is bad. And really, the 2080 and 2080 Ti just really are newer versions of the Titan with RTX. Uh, debatable. Kind of. um, the, with, um, there you, there's a lot. That's a loaded statement. But regardless, they're what a lot of higher-end systems are running. And I would I would venture to say there's still a huge majority of people that are still running 1060s. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And, Actually, and, 1660 and it, is still the highest on the Steam. Uh, a 1660. Yep. yep. Fuck. It's still uh, the highest 
utilization or highest GPU on the, uh, the the Steam charts, I think it is. Right. So if you're thinking about that, you need to be able to go to medium setting 60 FPS with that card. Mm-hmm. And this ain't running medium setting 60 no. FPS on anything unless you have a really like 1080p resolution. You have to have way more of a system than you need to play this game to be able to play this game at something at uh, at a respectable frame rate. And that is, say with me, unacceptable. unacceptable. It is unacceptable. And it's there are parts of what they're doing right now that I see as acceptable. And I know you'll disagree with me, but I have a lot to disagree or a lot to agree with you on, to be honest with you. But I can see there's some try going into it, right? I can see that there's a lot of updates that continue to drop, but they're not communicating what the updates are. And that's yeah. the part what a lot of people have a lot of problems with. When you got, um, what's the, it's not Adam Ant. It's, uh, what's the name of Obsidian that? Obsidian Ant. Obsidian Ant is probably the most popular elite streamer. And when he's even having a really difficult time and is, not really talking shit, but just sounds really disappointed in every video he does. Yes, you know the state of the game is in dire straits, and they gotta they gotta pick their shit up. I mean, he's primarily he's their biggest champion. Yeah, he's primarily their uh, an explorer player, and he looks at the game from like f- from a beauty perspective. He's looking at it from you know from you know taking good screenshots and making good video and stuff like that, and he is struggling to say things positive about this game. He's, well, and let's not even get into the fact that VR basically is unplayable right now. Right. So, I mean, the the community had, you know, had basically been very vocal about it. The, the Steam reviews are in the floor. It's very negative on Steam. There's like 5,000 right reviews that are mostly negative at this point. Right. So, which is... Absolutely the worst they've ever done with this kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, FDev or Frontier Development has uh, uh, had to do something about this. They had to say something. They have to open up their their lines of communication and speak with their community because their community is starting to fucking revolt right now. Uh, And they had promised a, uh, a roadmap. Right. The problem is that at the top of every one, there's a copy-paste line that says more features. What does it say? So I've got the roadmap up right now. and uh, Read me the copy-pasted line. The copy-pasted line is many improvements and fixes including, and then it has two bullet points before, uh, below each one of those things. And well, to give you context, it is, says update three, which is they give a date of Tuesday the 10th. Um. And then update four was Tuesday the seventeenth. So of you know Thursday, I'm sorry, Thursday the tenth, Thursday the seventeenth, and Thursday the twenty fourth. So they're doing a weekly update, and all they say is many improvements and fixes. But yeah. I think the thing that but, most people are pissed off about actually is the performance because it's making it very hard to play. Right. So and that's the last thing they're planning on is after these next few patches then they say then we're going to work on optimization and the problem is is that a lot of us are having a hard time playing it at a subpar frame rate while we wait on these things and for people like me and rusty and jason too Mm -hmm. like i just put the game down for a while i was like i'm just gonna see what elite does i'm not even gonna purchase the but it doesn't matter if you don't because it affects horizons as well right 
I'm not even going to play the game, but I'm not purchasing, you know, uh, Odyssey, you know, right away. In fact, I'm not going to do it until I start to see reports of better performance down the line. Now, mind you, this roadmap, if you want to call it a roadmap, it's more of like a uh, a very short list of things that they're going to do for the next, you know, three weeks, and it's not specific enough. It doesn't have enough of the fixes. Like, it's not telling us what they're fixing what you know, or where they're putting their focus. They're just saying, we're going to fix things. And two of those things are uh, UI flow changes and arcs for on-foot gameplay, for instance, for the, you know, for the next well, week. Well, I'll tell you one of the things, because I've played this more than anybody at the table. When you go to Outfit, um, so prior you could swap in and out like engineered versus non-engineered stuff. You put your engineered stuff in storage, and then in the same menu be able to swap out and purchase something, right? Right. Now it doesn't let you do that you have to go into the storage menu then store your engineered item then go back to the empty point and then go in and select something else and there's a lot the default option for swapping out the module for something new is sell so i've actually sold a couple of engineered modules not realizing i was selling engineered modules um which pretty pissed it pissed me off quite a bit like thank god it was like tier it was you know uh two 2D gimbal beam lasers, right? Right, but for still. my Cobra. So, you know, like it wasn't like it was the stuff on my FDL or my Python, but it still pissed me off. Right. Because I had spent a lot of time finding those mats. Especially if you're trying to, if you sell a uh, engineered thing and it doesn't say, hey, are you sure? Um, the I'm default sure. should be put it in storage, for crying out loud. It shouldn't be sell. Yeah. I mean, the, the UI thing doesn't necessarily... I know that it needs to be addressed, but it's it needs like, to be addressed like five clicks. They literally could patch in and put the Horizon UI back in because because yeah. it there's it works. really no difference. It works. Right. It's a, still a little clunky, but we at least know how it works. I mean, there's no reason for you to you know to do that. So there's a there's a lot of um, there's a lot of really questionable things that they've done so far. One of the biggest, though, I'm going to hound on is uh, is they are not focusing on performance. And, and to me, when I was talking to you, the 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 number one thing I wanted to see them do with uh, with this was to focus on performance. The game's got to run good, and then you can actually start working on some of the features. You well, work on some of the things that are broken. Sure, you want things to work, but you also need to have this work on you know the the systems that people are playing on well and the performance issue is especially a big deal for me because i crank up settings in vr to get it looking crisp so that i can play it without motion sickness essentially right right and i was gonna need to i need to run it at i need to run it at a high resolution at 90 frames a second to get this in a spot where i want to play it in vr Mm -hmm. and me seeing it drop down to for a had to take down a lot of settings, right? Put it on VR medium, no super sampling, no HMD super, HMD uh, super sampling, right? Right. Like, and then having to drop my settings down on my VR rig so that my computer would run it was just crazy. It's just like I haven't had to do that. I especially, essentially had to, especially in a thirty eighty. Yeah, I haven't I mean, had to do it on anything. I've been able to crank stuff up super high, right? 
um, you know, dicking around with Half Life, for, for example, one of the, one of the higher end spec VR games. Mm-hmm. Getting that up Half-Life to I, I looks yeah, getting that up to forty ninety six on my um, on my resolution and running it. At, well, I had to run it at eighty frames a second to get it to run perfectly. Still running it on their ultra settings plus forty ninety six resolution per eye, right? Mm-hmm. And it worked. So and of course that was Valve. Yeah the 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 next very next paragraph after uh, after this on the on their roadmap forum post was saying that each one of these updates these weekly updates is going to uh, include incremental performance issues for specific cir- circumstances and or system configurations direct quote um <clears throat> the um uh that is as vague as you could possibly make it um well maybe if they want these extra options they need to figure out how to incorporate dlss into their engine well i i don't think it needs dlss but that uh, but that is also a fairly big step i mean an entire an entire expansion on uh on no man's sky was re- you know recently released it had a few extra things that they added to it but mostly it was lighting and adding you know dlss and you know and uh that kind of feature you know those kind of features in there and it changed how that game looks they could do that with elite but i don't think it really requires it because if you go back in time four weeks you didn't need it and that is kind of hey there's another space game i can play with a vr headset there you go uh, no Man's Sky's uh, Prisms uh, just uh, that was an update that just released that includes new lighting, DLSS, flying creatures, things of that nature. Some uh, some extra stuff. I was thinking about maybe uh, touching that again. Maybe I don't know. It's well no now that Sky I'm not getting music. my well now that I'm not getting my space game fix. That's that might be the way to go. Yeah, I mean, um, and my VR space game fix. But to you know, to kind of tie well, this up a little bit, I put it. I'll put it this way: No Man's Sky's concurrent users on Steam over the last twelve months have consistently run under Elite Dangerouses. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the last uh, the last two weeks, it went up. Yeah, it went up. That's just because they're, they're, the they're, games are apples and oranges, but they're random planet generation and spaceship cockpits. It's it's fairly similar. The only problem with No Man's Sky is what I uh, what I would consider a um, uh, there is a soft cap to how much you can do in that game. Once you get to a certain point, you just lose interest because there's not much to do. Uh, yeah, whereas Elite Dangerous has different jobs that you can do, and one of those is just exploring. And I guess you can do the same thing with No Man's Sky. So, um, but to tie No Man uh, to tie you know, Elite Dangerous's you know stuff up, um, big issues that I see right now uh, from you know after this roadmap is uh, they need to make very specific goals and communicate them with their community uh they need to focus more on 
the uh, performance and get the performance to at least where it was in Horizons before they do anything, uh, before they go on to to anything new. Uh, And what's worrying about what I see here is uh, the there is a kind of a hint in this roadmap that they're not going to have it fully optimized until it hits consoles. And it's not slated to hit consoles until the end of this year, Uh, which means us PC players may have to suffer with bad performance for up to six months or more, depending, you know, depending on how long it takes for them to finish it out for the consoles, which personal opinion, that's ridiculous. That is unacceptable yeah and for me it just means i'm putting the game down for quite a while yeah so um in the you know in when i looked at that i said okay well i know that that's not something that i'm going to be playing so i know i'm going to be playing you know subnautica you've already played that i am going to play that next what i uh, decided to pick up was biomutant um i was initially really impressed with what I saw so far from Biomutant prior to this, I was waiting for it to go out, uh, come out for, what was it three years? Um, so I pre-ordered it just before I got on the plane, uh, and then I started playing it as soon as I got home. Uh, I uh, I can tell you right now, uh, it is uh, the the short version. It is a open world with a with a lack of good direction and to uh once you get through the the tutorial area at the beginning of the game which for me was kind of uh it was slow it took me like i don't know an hour and a half 2 hours to get through that's a long tutorial um it's not necessarily all tutorial it's basically the tutorial area of the of the map uh, introduces you to a lot of the different systems and whatnot. But, but I mean, to it, not be fair, like if you think about good tutorial areas, you think about The Witcher Three on that island. Yep. And you think, oh, this was—I mean, I know it's unfair, but you think, oh, this is a really badass game, right? And then you do the fight with the the wraith, right? And you have to kind of come up with a special way to do it, and then you realize you were still in the tutorial. Right. I'm about to get to the main... Oh, that's not even the main... Why did I spend 10 hours on this island exploring every <laughs> inch, finding all the quests? This is, I should have went to the mainland, and I didn't realize it was like that was 2% of the game. It wasn't necessarily as bad as that. I can tell you that um, uh, what a lot of people were uh, were saying online, I definitely understood. Uh, when I started, through, I started the game, it was pre- Patch. There's a patch that's been yeah, a patch no, since PC they... Gamer reviewed it pretty mediocre. Right. So it was pre patch, and the way that the story is told is through a narrator. Uh, the narrator is kind of like a disembodied voice that translates what, you know, gibberish is being said by the characters, which is an unnecessary step, in my opinion. It really would have been. I I understand that they probably didn't have a whole lot of voice acting to go into this, um, and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't get. So they got the voice one actors. voice actor to and, translate everything, and then probably one dude to do all the gibberish. Um, 
or the same dude, whatever. I don't know. But basically, it's just one dude that, you know, that translates everything. Uh, and the way that the uh, the game worked is that the characters would start doing their gibberish. And in about, I don't know, five seconds after they, they went through the gibberish, the narrator would then translate. Which meant that you had to sit there and wait for about five seconds for them to get done with their gibberish before the narrator would tell you what the fuck he's saying. It so everything's like taking twice as long to yeah, get through conversation. It extended all conversations by at least another minute than it needed to. Uh, that wouldn't be bad if there was anything really worthwhile that was being said. Most of what was being said in you know in the vocals was just it's I don't know it's just it, it, it's kind of like what you would get if you had a child describe things to you so <laughs> so like for for instance like a a rifle would be like a boomer stick um a uh, uh, like a tanker truck would be like a tankamabob or something like that, right? Oh, that instantly makes it more annoying. Yes. So it's all of that, that kind of thing is all the way through all of the dialogue in the, you know, in this game. Is there a lot of blood or anything like that? There is no blood. <laughs> so then it makes it feel like a weird child's game. So it's kind of a weird child's game for sure. Um, it glad I didn't dive into the furries with you. It's, uh, there really isn't, there really isn't anything. There's a, a, a lot of, I mean, the combat's all right. It's just wasn't very punchy at the beginning. So pre and post patch, the patch ap applied some fixes to the gibberish, the, the wait time between gibberish and the narrator actually, you know, speaking and the fact that you can turn gibberish completely off. Uh, and just have the narrator just start immediately, which improved things by a factor of two. It sounds like the um, it sounds like whoever was in charge of the story made some key choices that maybe the game it, development leader should have overrode. Yeah, well, it I I, I kind of understand where they were going for uh, what they were going for as far as the feel of of the game, but the you don't know who the narrator is. Just a completely disembodied voice. My understanding and the way that it kind of feels after playing the game for a while is that you're uh, you followed around by this little like cricket robot um, that you see in the cutscene for you know uh, from the initial E3 thing, uh, and it seems like that narrator is the cricket robot. That's what it. That's what it seems like. How many hours are you into this? I am actually twenty more hours into this game than I really want to be. Um, <laughs> if that makes sense, uh, you're just like I am, just finishing it to finish it at this point, aren't you? So yeah, so about halfway through the game, and I'm taking it really, really slow because my prospects of having a long game right now are kind of small. Um, so I'm wringing every little bit out of this game as possible. And if, if it sucks, why do it? It's not that it sucks. So, so let me get this straight. 
there are things that I'm annoyed with, but the game doesn't necessarily suck. Are you justifying it because you pre-ordered it? Well, You're 37 hours in. Is it worth 57 hours? No. (laughs) That's my point. Just get it over with. You would think that. So you know how I play games, right? I I tend to dig deep into things that are mundane, you know, and things that most people would think are boring. Uh, I will find a a place of Zen and do it for hours, right? For uh for Biomutant, what it is is that once the once you get into the open world, uh the the game doesn't have a whole lot in the open world, but there's places where you can go to kind of explore it. And what happens is, is you start accumulating a bunch of side quests and you look at the map and it's like fucking like full of side quests, little places that you can go to do a thing or two. Uh, and what I spend most of my time on, I really haven't followed the the main story in that game very, you know, uh, very religiously. Um, I spend a lot of my time doing side quests and those side quests are, you know, fix a washing machine or find a, uh, find a treadmill, some things that you would find absolutely boring, right? Yeah, I kind of feel like putting my head in a Ziploc bag right now. <laughs> but for me, it's it's more of like just running around and uh, and exploring. So it's kind of like a Zen game for me right now. I can what's, turn my brain off and play it. What's your thoughts after 37 hours? What kind of rating are you giving it right now? Well, I'm going to go ahead and give it like a two and a half. And the reason why I would give it you know, I wouldn't spend 20 more hours on a two and a half. Well, the reason why I'm going to is because there are points in that game where it looks fantastic. That's what's weird about this game is that it has moments and areas that you can go to that look absolutely fantastic. It has, you know, a locked frame rate. At, you know, with everything set to maximum, it's got really great performance. After the uh, after the patch uh, was applied, uh, combat has more audio and tactile feedback. If you're playing on a controller, it actually feels like you're in combat instead of just pressing buttons. Um, and it, you can cut down the you know the narration bit so that it's you can kind of skip through. Most of the story, the story is meh, uh, but for me, it is kind of like a Breath of the Wild sense of like go find a thing. Like there's an old but fucking very, broke out, broke down a house over there. Go explore it. But very obviously not at the same caliber as no Breath of the Wilds. I would consider that better world exploration. But I hated the I hated the weapon system. Fucking hated the weapon system. But uh, uh, crafting is great, I'm, and you know, uh, crafting is great for the first portion of the game with Biomutant. But once you get to uh, like an ultimate style weapon, you tend to never touch it again. Uh, so there's no real 
draw to using another weapon once you've got something that does a fuckload of damage. Um, so it's it, it's mediocre. I, it's like overall mediocre, but you can make you know you can take some really great screenshots in it. Let's say for mediocre games, my mediocre game that I am having some joy with is uh, Necromunda, the bounty hunter game. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day, and I was like, it's got a really weird art design. So this is a very double-A team is what I would call it. This is kind of like, remember playing Prey the first? Yeah. It fits into that tier just with amped up graphics. Prey, Prey like, mm. you have to you have to tell me which Prey, because... Uh, the one of the Native American? Oh, okay. So the Half-Life clone thing of Bob. Yeah, not not the one. The newest, I actually really like Prey 2. You, you, you mean the the newest Prey with the black goo? Yeah, I love black goo Prey. Okay. Prey 2 it, was the bounty hunter game that never happened, and Necromunda is basically the bounty hunter game that did happen. Correct. It's, it's just... <laughs> so let me explain. Um, actual gameplay is fun. Let me just... Let me say that, right? implementation of said gameplay feels like it was made by people that don't game. Um, let me ex- further explain. Okay. The really, really short version of this is this is like, plays kind of like if Quake 2 um, was modernized in the fact that everything looks a lot prettier and that things move a little bit smoother and it's not quite as fast as Quake. Um, but this is not an Iron Sights game. This is like, kill things as fast as humanly possible, like, try to avoid fire by doing mid-air dashes and all sorts of shit. So, in a way, it kind of plays like Doom. Um, it has a whole system of, you take damage, so you got to deal damage to get some health back before you find another health pack, though it's not as hard as Doom Eternal. Um, the weapons feel pretty good, um, but I haven't gotten a lot of new weapons. And, and, and this... The way the game looks is it's like exceptionally sharp in some areas. And in some areas, I guess for performance reasons or art design reasons for assets or whatever, like incredibly low poly on some areas and then incredibly high poly on others. So it's like inconsistent in that way. Mm-hmm. But the actual levels themselves, the design of the levels are really fucking cool. Um, I really like the traversal systems and what they're trying to go for with how you get it through things. Like, I was on a moving, weird, you know, Warhammer train thing that has the weird sidetracks. And the whole level is, like, going through this train as it's going down the rail and, like, destroying the fuck out of things as you make your way through it. And there's a whole lot of traversal where you have to go through empty spaces to get to the next spot. And you work your way from the bottom through the middle of it and then kind of wrap back around and go through the top side of it, right? Um... Some of the enemies are incredibly hard. Some of them not so much. Like, I've got a grappling hook, so I'll come across enemies with a shield, like a physical shield in front Mm -hmm. of them. Use the grappling hook to grab the shield off of them and then blast them with my double-barreled shotgun or whatever, right? And then blow them in half and giblets go all over the place, right? So, like, hyper-violent, kind of like Quake 2 was, right? Now we're 20 years later. Um, But, like, weird implementation of certain systems, so... It bills itself as a looter shooter, but it's not quite a looter shooter. It uses no common system for looter shooter. 
um, you've got these really modular weapons, right? And so as I find different things, I can buy like barrel attachments and it physically changes the appearance of the gun, right? I get a random roll of said pistol, right? And then I can start swapping out things like laser sights and ex expanded barrels or different firing methods or whatever, right? So like all sorts of like, there's like 12 slots per weapon on things you can change. Like a lot of custom customization goes in there. But you don't see what loot you're picking up as you go at all until you get back to the hub. And then you got this big pile of stuff with you. And a lot of it is, you know, the same pistol, just different variants of it, like a million of them. And then you sell all the stuff you don't want and then keep the stuff that's better than your current stuff. And then you start, like, kidding it out based off the money that you've got. And then you got all these weird charms that go on weapons or on your belt. And then, like, these, I don't know, it's just, that part of it's kind of weird. Um, that I have to go to a station to either sell or another station to upgrade and equip weapons for the next area. So you set your loadout essentially, and then you got it, right? Um, mm -hmm. The dog is kind of useless because of the way the traversal in the game is. So if I've got, let's just say I'm on one side of the bridge, right? And on the other side of the, there's not a bridge. Uh, you remember in Star Wars, the actual original, where he's in the... Um, I think he's in the Death Star, right? And they go to they go to rescue uh, Han Solo, and there's that bridge, right? That has nothing in between it. So there's like two decks across from each other. There should be a bridge there, but there's not a bridge. Mm -hmm. There's like areas like oh, that, right? The Leia swing. Yeah, the Leia swing. There you go. Thank you. So if you think about that area, right? How you have empty space between two places where there should be a bridge, right? My dog cannot cross that empty space, but I can. So I can use my dog to identify the outlines of where all the different enemies are. Mm -hmm. But if I'm in a space like that, my dog can't do anything other than like try to path his way around and get stuck to get over there. So his usefulness is limited in that way. And so he basically turns into a really good spotter, which that's fine, right? He, he spotted the enemies and I figured out where everything is. The The design is really, really claustrophobic's not the right word. There's just so... It's busy. There's a lot going on. It's Warhammer, right? Mm -hmm. And from everything that I've read, it nails the feeling of the Undercity to a T. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, really densely designed. That's the best way I can say. Super densely designed with very extreme color palettes and it's it's out there. It looks cool as shit, but it's very dense. Um the lighting effects are there. Like, it's not using ray tracing, but using some kind of simulated ray tracing. So, like, even the very first level, you start off in, like, what looks like a Warhammer-style steel mill, basically. So, there's sparks going all over the place. There's, like, glowing melted metal all over the place. Super bright in areas, super dark in other areas. Like, that part looks really fucking cool, right? Mm-hmm. But then I get back to the fucking hub world, and that's when I'm going to switch my loadout. That's where I'm going to sell my weapons. I'm going to have a couple of really bland conversations to help forward the story forward, and then I'm going to pick my next mission to go do. And all that stuff in the hub world is, like, super fucking boring. Like, all the pickups for money are these green triangles that just look like they were they came out of, like, 1995 or something, like Quake Game. Really? Yeah, so, like, oh. the pickups look really weird and dated, and the UI kind of looks kind of weird and dated, and then the UI for your, basically, your paper doll is kind of weird and dated looking, right? And so all that stuff, like, is contrasting with decent gameplay. 
Um, I haven't really had any bugs. Like I haven't been kicked out. The frame rate's been a really locked 60. I, I'm running that one on 4K maximum settings, no issues. It's mm-hmm. got DLSS built into it. So I, I was like, you know what? There's no reason not to use DLSS Ultra. Let's just do it. Right. So I did the DLSS Ultra option and got a locked frame rate on there, and it runs really fucking smooth. It's just, it's a good B game so far. Um, and it's really fast paced. So I've heard that it's around 12, 15 hours long, but I got it on GOG. So if you spend any money on GOG, you get XP and they give you extra money off stuff. Um, I got it for like $28. So like it's a really, $28 is a really good price point for that. $60, I feel like, what the, you know, Mm. I would expect more polish, but Mm. like budget title price, um, for a fast paced, somewhat looter shooter kind of looter shooter ain't bad it just ain't amazeballs it's just it's a crazy ass like b title that's way better than most of the warhammer stuff but not as good as vermintide 2 because that's the best warmer that's the best best warhammer title in my opinion mm, so far we've got one more dark tide comes out later this year yes but uh the same developer we know they've got some quality under the belt um, Chaos Way is still fun. Just going to throw that out there. I'm still playing that occasionally with TJ. Um, in fact, if you want to play it at some point, especially with me going to nights, we need something to do. Um, kill a bunch of rats. Okay. Chaos Waste takes about an hour to complete, usually sometimes longer. So we've had runs that have taken us two hours. The uh, rewards on Chaos Waste are actually very good. Very, very good. If you can beat it, they're good. If you can't beat it, you get like one chest um, and some XP. If you can beat it, you get like two levels and, like, four Emperor's Chests, oh, um, aside from all the random shit that you get. So, sounds fun. It is super fun. Um, I'd have to actually get into, uh, you know, get back into it. I'm sure I could, I could figure it out. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. What was, what was that? That was the ring girl. Wait, what? You, you didn't just hear the random static? Yes, I just heard the random static. What was that? It's the ring girl. Did you watch a did you watch a VHS tape and not tell me? No, I I'll explain what it is. So I can't remember how to set the alarm on my actual clock. Um I, I could if I wanted to spend ten minutes doing it. So right now at midnight every night, it goes to the radio alarm. And I don't have the station set on there, so it just plays static at midnight every night. That is freaky as fuck, dude. I like, forgot that it was. I heard it coming through the microphone, so that's why it's like good natural stopping point. Okay, uh, so, so we know mid- it's now midnight. Um, yeah. Um, wow. I'm just gonna plug one other thing that I just started playing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, two things, and but I'll make it short. Okay. Vestering Skies DLC for Phoenix Point is fucking on point. It is one of the things that have been missing from this game. So, used to deal with alien spaceship crashes in XCOM 2. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. So, here's their take on it. You've got kind of like a mini game you play to shoot down a spaceship. You can now create materials for your ships that carry all of your troops. <laughs> Excuse me. So, to outfit your ships for... Th- weapons and evasive maneuvers or shields or whatever right i haven't gotten super deep into that side of it but 
they take over colonies now, and now you got to go into this colony, and they've got the so they've got these things called a mind fragger, which is basically a head crab that takes over soldiers and mind controls them, right? And so they take over a whole settlement with the mind fraggers, and then add a whole bunch of enemies that come in waves. So you got basically its own built-in time limit. You got to be able to survive that shit. And then you've got a boss character in each one of these settlements that you have to go kill. And it's the two that I've been have both been in buildings and just about nearly wiped out the whole squad. So you basically have to get everybody or most everybody that does high DPS, burst DPS in one room and blast the fuck out of this thing. you got to kill it in less than two turns, base, in two turns or less, unless you have crazy HP or resistance, which I don't have right now because I've got normal soldiers. So I was able to bring in a, a group of three snipers and uh, got some pretty god-tier talents on a few characters and just about killed all of them. Um, was able to wipe out, wipe out this boss creature that does a crazy AoE that's stuck in one of the buildings. But anyways, yeah, it sends these like little UFO ships to these settlements and starts taking them over and then spreading the uh, plague across the land that way. So you got to go in and kill each one of those. Festering Skies is cool, and it's like 10 bucks. Um, and adds a shitload of more content to it. Like you didn't already have a lot with all the other DLCs, right? Cause now you got cybernetic implants, you've got mutant implants that you can do with your characters to add additional versatility to your crew. Um, and now it's even amped up with this additional layer of shit to do. So that's my quick review on festering skies. I like it a lot. Um, Phoenix points are really fucking long game. So like I could probably be playing the same campaign all summer. Um, anyways, moving on, uh, last spell. Um, I showed you guys a little bit of that. Yes. Um, yeah, this is one I'll keep an eye out for. Well, here's the thing. If you want to try it out, the demo's still there and the demo lets you play through five nights. The thing the demo doesn't let you do is do the permanent roguelike, um, upgrades, but at least lets you see what the mechanics are without those upgrades. So if you have any idea or any inkling of what to do, um, Try it on the try the demo out because that's actually what got me hooked. But the way this works is it's a tower defense game, kind of done like Final Fantasy Tactics style. I think is an easy comparison. So you got a ruined city. You've got these guys trying to cast this last spell, right? That's in the center of the city. And you got three heroes, and those three heroes have to hoard hold off hordes of like demon creatures. And what you're doing is. You have a fight phase, and then your characters, based on the... You get random character types, right? At least every single time I've done it, it's always given me at least one ranged character. But usually gives you ranged and a couple of melee or ranged plus like some kind of hybrid character or whatever. And you got to use a whole bunch of abilities in a turn-based battle to hold off hordes of creatures on varying, on varying fronts. And then what you do in the middle phase is you build up defenses based on the types of buildings you have and the way that the different upgrades that you have to your central city that you're getting slowly um, to provide you with resources. And then you buy gear, you get rewards for however well you did with the wave. And then you spend like these uh, life points that you got from slaying all the demons on permanent upgrades on one side. And then as you accomplish certain feats, right, like surviving three nights or gathering so much gold or materials or whatever, you start to unlock permanent upgrades for your town to make it easier to manage the stuff that's happening as you go. So I've never made it past night three so far. 
Um, but the runs are like, so far in my skill level with the game, are about 20, 30 minutes long. So you would say that this is a, uh, this is a roguelike tower defense strategy. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, there's not really a lot like it. I really love good tower defense. I don't like shitty tower defense, but good tower defense like they are billions. Right. It's a game about turtling. If you love turtling, I like turtling. Um, okay. <laughs> um, it's a game for you. I'm sure Jessa doesn't appreciate the turtling. Well, I mean, no. Turtling. We don't. There's no turtles there. Um, <laughs> but the uh, if you like a game that forces you to play very defensively, in a in that kind of setting, like if you're the guy that StarCraft that doesn't like the part about StarCraft, you have to play hyper aggressive to be any good. Oh yeah, and but you like to build lots of like defenses and shit like that. Mm-hmm. This is more of that style game. If you like the thing about they are billions that it is all about the perfect defense and surviving, this is the game for you. And then the permanent upgrades part is pretty cool because because the next run makes it a little easier to get through. Yeah, it's a really fast reward system on it which not a lot of roguelikes have good reward systems mm. oh fuck that's one more roguelike that i have I'll, I'll make this really short but it's a really good game okay tainted grill yes is exceptionally good it is it is a roguelike this is the card one right yep okay so card system kind of like uh slay the spire right right but you've got 3d model characters and you unlock additional classes as you go. The very first character class is called the weird something or other. The 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 weird something or other. Yeah, it's W-Y-R-D something. Weird Knight or something like that. I don't know. Okay. But anyways, um, he's okay. He's got some good combo abilities, but he's okay. Uh, unlock the Summoner. That's the very next unlock. Summoner is pretty badass after you figure out his tricks. Um, I got through a whole run with the summoner but basically what you do is you go into a random map right and there's four there's four maps think about it yeah i had to think about it because i've gotten through a couple of runs now um but there's four maps you go through one map right and the the goal here's the tip that i'll give you is try to fight as much as you can and stay alive to get to the last boss of the first map until you get used to what the mechanics are of that boss um Last boss isn't always the same, though. So after you've beat the last boss of the first map a few times, you'll start getting champions instead, which are completely different than that boss. So 100% different. Um, And as you're going, you have this candle, right, that's running low, and you have a set amount of candles, which restricts how far in the level you can go. Now, you can go dark, but if you go dark, the monsters are a lot tougher. Um, and you can't see what's there. There's this whole backstory going on. It's it's still it's like the dark side of King Arthur lore, like really dark, weird side of that, like dark fantasy. And it kind of has this weird, like almost Dark Souls feel of the whole game. Not quite as obscure, like they actually narrate quite a bit. Um, there's all all the dialogue in the game's voiced, and it's all done very well. Um, the game does run pretty good. Um, there's still a little bit of optimization that could be had. Like every time you go into a fight, it feels like there's a frame hitch for just a second and then it dives in back at 60 FPS. But the, uh, the overall games is a card battler. 
Uh, the ring girl's coming back. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go beat her up here in a second. Okay. Um, that's just going to get louder, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yep. You're going to have to. <laughs> I Now that you call it the ring girl, it just drives me crazy whenever I hear it now. And every time. <laughs> don't hit the snooze button. Jesus. Turn it off. Why do you have a freaking alarm set for midnight? I don't get it. The power went out. Oh. Why do you have an alarm set for midnight? It's the default's a midnight alarm. Oh, my God. Okay. This has been going on for a week. Okay. Anyways. Fix it. Jesus Christ. I will. Um, Just not tonight. Anyways. I'm I'm expecting to freaking look over my shoulder and see a fucking creepy ass chick. (laughs) Like freaking like wet, dark hair, fucking like. Yeah, that movie was uh, scary as shit at the time. God, I'm but, getting a fucking meebie jeans. Oh, you want to watch a really scary movie? No. ADD kicked in. What? A Tale of Two Sisters. Watch the Korean version. Oh, God, no. I don't ever watch any scary movie than the Korean version. Fuck you, dude. Oh, I think <laughs> it's scarier than The Ring. I don't. It's, okay, tell me. Does it have, like, a chick that you know is standing over here and then all of a sudden is, like, right there? Um, It does have one of those. Yeah, Rusty can't handle the blinky. No. If, 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 if a ghost thingy bobber monster fucking thing is across the room and then all of a sudden is like right in your face fuck all of that i think that only happens once the the thing that makes it to me such a great horror movie Mm -hmm. is instead of it being full of jump scares it's just a sense of creeping dread for 90 minutes okay well it's um, just pure tension after they set the stage it's just 100 percent tension for 90 minutes okay well very few jump scares Okay. Well, the jump scares aren't the scariest thing. The scariest thing is just they can take something on screen and make it scary for like five minutes. It's crazy. Okay. It's like easily the most tense movie I've ever watched. And I, I'm not a big horror guy. I'm not sure. But I've I actually. Need that I have a copy of it somewhere. I'm pretty sure I don't need anything like that in my this life. This is right one now. of those random things I got in a bargain bin a long time ago. And I was like, holy shit, this is scary. It's not on VHS, is it? Holy fuck! No, it's on. It's I got it on DVD. <laughs> okay, I don't. But know. the scarier thing is, it feels probable. Yeah, those are those are the things that really fuck with you. But the, the but Blair we Witch telling effect. why it's probable is actually it ruins the whole story. So that's why I won't say anything. The about the, it. the Blair Witch effect. Yeah, just scary. Um, okay, but anyways, um, yeah. So Tannic Grill. I really like the battle system. I really like the combo system. Every character can be played a lot different, and you get a really fast set of unlocks. You continue to get unlocks all the fucking time. So as you're playing the game, you're going through and finding these different villagers in the weirdness, which is what that's going on. You're like in limbo, like everybody died, and so you're in limbo, basically, and then you're finding all these people. You're saving different villagers for the village that you're building up, and every run you get permanent unlocks. Like hmm. you're always getting it unless you just like die in the second character on the second fight or something like you're getting unlocks, but you got a level progress. So you made progress. Even if you died on the first fight, you made progress on the level to get you more unlocks. And as you find more characters, you unlock more shit in your village. Um, But not completely surprised at how good it is. It's just playing it from the alpha and beta till now. Significant change in quality. Um. I really like, I mean, you've probably seen me on there quite a bit because mm-hmm. I've put some serious, I think I spent all day Sunday playing that. Um, I just was glued to that game. Um, but yeah, 
And, you know, you kind of got like a, the real Dark Souls starts here. So just this isn't a complete spoiler, but after you beat your first run, you go through all of the different areas and beat the final boss. There's a different twist on how you have to beat it and it gets slightly harder. So it's kind of like a new game plus, but you're keeping all of your upgrades and you're I've actually unlocked every single character so far um, without having beat a run two to get it on difficulty level three. But it's uh, the randomization is done very well um, in a way that's interesting. And each of the classes play different enough. Like, basically, you've got your battle class. He, here's my favorite class. Favorite two classes. Berserker is badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Conjurer is, those are my two favorite by, like, a, a long ways. And there's how many classes? Like, 12. 12? Okay. And you can spec them out a crazy amount of different ways every single time. Like, there's way different, there's different ways to play every class, several different ways to play every single class. Okay. Um. This can be a little bit confusing, but for every class, there's a class type. So Summoner, Necromancer, and Blood Mage all have the same monsters, but different, completely different abilities and different ways to play them all together, right? Okay. So Archer, Arbalist, and I think it's Trickster or something like that are all Archer types with similar ways to play, with similar card types but completely different ways to play them. And then Berserker, I want to call him a weird knight. Um, and Templar, I guess is what it is. All play very differently, but they're all like melee based characters. So like there's three basic types of archetypes, right? You've got your ranged, you've got your summoner type character, and you've got your melee based character, but all the melee characters play very differently. All of your archer characters play completely differently. All your summoner characters play completely differently. The only th- down point I'll give it is the blood mage, the summoner, and the necromancer all have the same monster models, but very different cards and different ways to play them. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Berserker's absolutely my favorite, though. It's such a blast to play. Berserker. Right. Yeah. But anyways, I've we've talked a while. I don't we're gonna be light Frenzied on news. Rage. Huh? Um, Frenzied rage. Mm, yeah. Whatever. Um because we've got we've got E three coming up in a couple weeks, right? And then we've got the Steam thing coming up, I think, next week. Uh yeah, so E three is gonna start. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be finished, it's gonna go through most of the weekend, so we're not gonna see all of it. Uh, by next weekend record time. Um, but I started to see some of the stuff for it. it it's a really weird lineup how they've got it set up on uh, on there. I'm going to have to actually look and see uh, how things are going to fall as far as record, uh, what's going to be available on record time. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll have some E3 news. Uh, at least some first impressions of stuff. Yep. Uh, let's see. I don't have, like, um, I, I have been disconnected so much and I've been fighting my fucking, like my sleep schedule for the last week. I, I can't even tell you what day it is right now. So, uh, so it's Saturday. Is it? I think it's Sunday. Technically. By 19 minutes. Um, oh, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I, I really couldn't, I, I really couldn't tell you what the fuck's going on right now, as far as you know, as far as stuff. Like I've already talked about what I saw as far as updates and stuff like yep. that. Uh, so. Do I do I do I don't I don't I don't I don't have anything, dude. Um, I know that there's a something that happened with Vermintide Two, um, Sister of the Thorn. Yeah, so they launched another subclass for the uh, elf. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, it's like three ninety nine. Okay, okay, all right. Well, that that gives me another reason to play the elf character. Um, yes, yeah, the final class for the elf came out. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that makes perfect sense. I wonder what that's all about. I have to look that up. Um, supposed to be a CC class. Oh, maybe I won't like it then. <laughs> maybe I'll um, pick it up and level up the elf. There you go. Uh, I did see uh, stuff. Basically, a lot of what I'm seeing on online, and I've been looking for a PlayStation Five uh, while I was up north. Of course, that was futile because uh, it's not available anywhere. Uh, but most of the stuff that I've seen so far is if you're looking for a PS5, just don't. Uh, wait until 2022. Uh, another thing that's coming out in 2022 that is, was supposed to come out for the PS5 is the new God of War, Ragnarok. Yep. Uh, Ragnarok is definitely delayed until 2022, and you don't need to have a PS5 to play it. It's also coming out for PS4. So. Yeah, because they know there's not enough PS5s out in the wild to get good sales on it. And that's probably going to be true for a while. Um, uh, the chip shortage has not gotten any better. Yeah, your fucking ring girl is going again. Why haven't you turned her off? Oh, my God. I've got this really weird cold shoulder thing going on right now. Turn Why? <laughs> Uh, every fucking 10 minutes now, I'm getting this weird cold shoulder shit going on. Stop hitting the snooze button. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Red Dead Redemption 2 will support DLSS sometime soon. Um, it looks like DLSS is actually going to be hitting a lot of shit. Uh, you know, coming up. It's it's going out towards a lot of really popular titles like No Man's Sky, for instance, has DLC. Yeah, you know, with the latest update, you know, and I mean they didn't need to do that. The game was fine, you know, but you know, I'll, it, I'm, I'm it's, seeing it more and more. It's just adding the support for games that already supported 4K that are popular titles. Well, it's also kind of. You know, not to get into the hardware wars again, but, you know, AMD is definitely stepping up their uh, Fidelity FX, which is basically their version of DLSS, uh, and the stuff that's eventually going to hit consoles. And uh, Justin was just breathing down my neck for a second. <laughs> and... I'm about to come out of this fucking seat, dude. Uh, God damn it. I think it. I figured out how to actually disable it. Really? It's about goddamn time. I'm still expecting to see her there. Um, God damn it. Um, what was I? Uh, 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 Fidelity FX. So uh, that is 
coming out for a lot more uh, uh, a lot more stuff for the AMD software or for AMD hardware users, but uh, developers that include Fidelity FX in their games, it'll also work on NVIDIA cards, which I thought was a, a very interesting uh, you know approach to it. Uh, so games that have Fidelity FX but don't have DLSS will have something similar to DLSS even if you have an NVIDIA card. Um, which is cool for PC, you know, for PC users, and is also really cool for console, uh, the the newer consoles, the Series X and the PS5, because those use those AMD, are AMD hardware. Yeah, AMD yeah. hardware. So, you know, interesting things coming down the line. Maybe see some more stuff E3 wise because that might be a thing. Um, a little more information about what's what's actually going to get those things, but I don't know. I'm not really expecting a whole lot from E3 this year. Yeah, I'm just, we may or may not have anything going on at that point, and I'm really more curious about what happens with the uh, Summer of Steam. If they can, uh, the last spell was something I discovered at the Steam event last year, actually. Right, well, uh, with, uh, with, with E3, there's, there's only a couple things that I'm really looking forward to um, that I know that I'm not going to get a whole lot of information on. Probably, you know, I, I want to hear more about what Microsoft wants to do with Bethesda. Um, I, I, I've heard rumors about more info on Starfield, and that's really all I care about. And that Starfield and maybe maybe an update on, you know, on the new Elder Scrolls game, but that's probably another three three years out at least. Um uh, there are a plethora of different rumors to the point where it's almost damn confirmed uh, that there is a uh, uh, going to be a Nintendo announcement for the Switch Pro, um, where it becomes official. Official. Oh, it's I mean like Switch will go to fourteen forty. Um, <laughs> I honestly don't know. I I've, have looked into what is some there of the any stuff Switch games that go to four K. No, because there isn't a need for it. It's all on your know, television. Yeah, on, on the TV. I think the the closest I think it gets is like fourteen forty. Um, it goes to HD, but not 4K. like four K. is So common with televisions right now, it's comical that they don't have four K. Nintendo has always kind of been backwards like that, and it's been that way for the past few consoles. Um, they've focused more heavily on the portability of the Switch instead of the docking feature of the Switch, uh, whereas the Pro version of that will uh, will upgrade the visual quality of the handheld device by using an OLED dis- you know display instead of you know the display that it was using before, uh, and it's also going to have a little bit more power behind it for the docked features. And that is speculation at the moment because there really isn't a, an official uh, announcement for it, but it's speculated to be able to go up to 4k, um, which is impressive for a handheld device, you know? So that is all but, you know, confirmed to be in the Nintendo. I think I've stuff. been seeing the rumors for that stuff for about the last three months. Yeah, it's just gotten a uh, gotten to a fever pitch <clears throat> in the last week or two. Uh, well, so. they're hindering themselves from a lot of third party development that people 
like if you played um, The Outer Worlds mm-hmm. on a Switch, it was the absolute worst experience you could possibly have. It right. was not even worth playing on that. Right. You know, and because they had to downsample so much. Yeah. I mean, they had to work how hard to get fucking Witcher 3 to work on it. Um, I mean, at least that works. It, it works, but it's not, not the greatest. So what I want to see from Nintendo is more information about the you know the the new Zelda game and they have to <clears throat> have to talk about Metroid if they don't talk about Metroid I'd be fucking mind blown I need year. more than a couple of titles for me to want to get one that's where I'm at with it um, yeah. you know I'd like to see more on Atomic Heart um that's probably the only game I'm I've we've been doing this so long that I'm at a point where I don't always I'm not jaded but I'm not getting into hype cycle as much as I used to. Odyssey was one thing because I've got so many fucking hours in that game, right? Yeah. And, you know, kind of ruined me. Every and time you go, you start to look forward to shit, it, it turns into a steaming pile of crap. Yeah, that needs a lot of work before it's going to be good. Yep. And from everything I've heard about that, without beating a dead horse too much, part of this was also getting this thing released before their, the end of their financial quarter. Which is last month, so that kind of explains quite a bit. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. I the 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 I, I fell into the you know you know pre order on you know Biomutant as well. I I did that mainly just so that I could have it preloaded when I came back. Well, I mean, I, I did for Mass Effect, but I knew exactly what I was getting into. Even if it was only as good as Mass Effect One, Two, and Three, I was okay with that. That's that's different. That I, I would I would wager to say you know you knew kind of what you were getting into that, mainly because that was that, was, a, that just, was a known quantity with improved graphics. Basically, yes. If you're looking at a a, a brand new IP. Like say Biomune, you don't know what the hell you're getting into. Wait until somebody actually reviews it. Um, Subnautica Below Zero was also a little bit of that camp of the unknown, but it's been the it's been in early access, so you can you could I have was, seen that. I watched bit. streams and a bunch of other stuff, and I was like, okay, it looks like a lot more Subnautica with some new features. Sold. I'm gonna play it probably. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe this again, weekend? Mass Effect and Subnautica, those are your safe choices right now. Yep. So I think uh I think we'll have more to talk about news wise next week. Um as uh, it's getting fucking late. So. Yep. I have twelve titles here, so let's uh let's wrap this thing <laughs> up. Jason, where can you find us? Find us at tiltcast.com, find us on Facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast, our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash real tiltcast and search for us on iTunes and Spotify and subscribe for free. Mm-hmm. Find some friends to show. We've got Cabbage, KBG. We've got For the Love of Gaming. We've got NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, and TVGP.TV. They play Elite on console, and they can't currently play it right now. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.